Street Fighters, Sunday night, time for a street fight. We're glad you're here. We're streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Find us, hang out. There's a chat going on. Everybody's talking about it. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight. It's the call-in show. Brian and I will be answering your phone calls. Hmm. This is the remix. Okay, that's weird. I'm listening to my computer's on. It's your computer, I think. It is. Girl, cool. There it goes. This kicks ass. We're still getting used to it. (laughs) This is a DIY show, just so you know. But uh, we will answer your call-in questions as long as they aren't about live streaming help. Uh, We don't know much about that. We are looking for information about your job, small business tyrants you work for, fucked up, uh, realtors, you know, some landlord that's an asshole, anything's game. Call us at 614-412-5252. We're coming to you live out of Columbus, Ohio from the Free Press Studios. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. It's 92.7 or 98.3. It's the best. It's WCRS. You can't find it anywhere else. WCRSFM.org to hear the live stream from the website and to find all the other wonderful programming we have here on WCRS. And if you want to see Street Fight Live, we are coming to Cleveland, Ohio on November 24th, Saturday, the day after Black Friday. We're going to do Make Black Friday Bread 2. Is there a sound? I hear everything. Everything sounds great to me. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that's how we start the show. Go. I think that's how we start the show this week, right? Like, uh, me and Brett are going to be gone for a, a good few, uh, few weeks, three weeks, probably, I think. Next week, we will be in Kentucky for the Trillbillies live show in Whitesburg. Right. Uh, you can find the information at their, they have, uh, on their Twitter. They have a really cool concert and live podcast going. Yes. Tommy Wright third. And that's next week. The Lee week Bain's after third. the, the week after that is, um, make Black Friday red in Cleveland, Ohio. We'll be doing, uh, at now that's class. We're going to do make Black Friday red. And then I'm not ready to announce what happens the week after that. Uh, so I, I guess like I, Usually we start the show talking about what we're doing, what we're up to over the weekend, but I, I think it's time we have to talk about the show that's coming up, that live show that's in two weeks. We got to talk about Black Friday. That's yeah. what the show's about. The show in Cleveland is about Black Friday, and me and Brett are going to go experience Black Friday, as we did two years ago, and uh, I think it's going to be a good experience. I'm excited to go back out there again. I recently went to Walmart. To go get a copy of the Monopoly Millennial Edition. And uh, it's the last time I was there was Black Friday. And wow, I had just lost touch with, you know, how many people wear slippers to the grocery store. Well, since I'm wearing slippers right now at work, I'm not like all that <laughs> freaked out. Uh, um, we also have in the studio with us username Joshua. You know him as Josh. He'll chime in with the salient response. I still think about when you said the... Uh, when that guy was talking about having sex with lady cops and you said that was a little Wayne song, I think about it like once a week and it makes me laugh. <laughs> Since then I've revisited the Carter three. I was listening to that. Oh, the it's other so day. good. Dude, it, it was a up. monster. It was so fucking amazing when it came out. He really ruled the world for a little bit. I know. About ten years. Untouchable. Ago. That's what rap does. They just they'll let somebody rule the world for a little bit and then they're just gone forever. It's like yeah. future was that, two chains was that in two thousand eleven. It's just you get to rule the world yep. for about a year and a half, and then you go away forever. 
I don't. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna go shopping. I guess on Thanksgiving, I will definitely go to Walmart and Best Buy because they're open. We will go out Wednesday night well, before <clears throat> Thanksgiving. What we do know about Walmart and when we went to Kohl's and all those places is that the people out there need the shit. Like, it's probably the only way they're going to get a vacuum cleaner for $70. You know, it's not as many greedy fighting people as I expected to see. But some of the most terrible fucking gifts you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. People are just going nuts for. I mean, that's what you know what they call the worst gifts in the world. This is like there's two things like so the worst food in the world is work potluck food and the worst gifts in the world are stocking stuffers from Kohl's. <laughs> like, just we don't. I wish we could like wean off of stockings. Well, wouldn't that be a thing to do? We need to yeah yeah we need to start talking to people about having less stuff and maybe just not spending the money if it's something that's going to sit in my basement for 15 years. Yeah, I don't need like a a, a mini basketball game with a ping, with a ping pong ball or yeah. anything if, you're, if it's just going to be the coles one no if you're going to find me a decent one that is enjoyable to play but i don't want like a, a penny hockey table that's too small to get any enjoyment out of because it's like the pocket version yeah yeah that's i mean stockings are like so christmas i believe now i it's never been this way in my lifetime so i can't be a person who says that this is how it used to be. But I believe that Christmas used to just be junky crap. Like you got a few little junky pieces of crap and then you got your socks and your underwear. And that's like basically what Christmas was until like the eighties. And then in the eighties, it was like, now I, Oh, you got to get a fucking Atari. You got to get this. You got to get that. It's gotta be $500. And then we came up with the Toys R Us wish book too. Yeah. Where you had to circle all the shit you wanted. Well, that was the service merchandise catalog when I was a kid. We had yeah. that. You could get yeah. in that service merchandise catalog, circle some shit, and then your parents would go try and find it somewhere else because they don't order stuff through the mail because that's a crazy thing to do. Well, yeah. I mean, JCPenney was where my mom and my grandma and everybody I knew could get credit. So JCPenney's catalog, and especially... There used to be an outlet store here in town. It was the best place to shop. You could get you could get actual deals. There used to be real deals. No, outlet Not, outlet stores weren't a gimmick. Right. Like now it's just like an outlet store just means that it has all the same brand. Now it. now it's like computers that are just doing retail arbitrage and comparing how much this junk has went up and down in value and then where they can offload it. To make a dollar per pound. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, when you look at like the Nike store, it's like a, an outlet mall now just has an, a Nike store and they got all the same damn shoes that Foot Locker has for the same price and you just go buy them. But sometimes they'll have a, like a buy one, get one 50% off, but you're still or the out- in your ass whooped the there. Outlet clothing where they just make clothes. They're like, we'll just make cheaper versions of our shit. You yeah, know? I hate it. I hate outlet. Outlet malls have cost me more money than probably anything in world because my family will talk me into going there and then i go there and i believe in my mind this stuff's cheaper so i mean i'm not going to get a better price than this and then you know you're you are going to get a bet you you know you only shop clearance that's the only way you do you thing you buy you go in the clearance you be completely open-minded you try on stuff you normally wouldn't try and you get the best deal you can and that's the only way you can you can make sense of an outlet mall because they do have every full price item on the way before they actually got those $15 pair of shoes. Yeah. I mean, I just, when I was growing up, you would like, 
go on vacation and there was always an outlet mall on vacation. Uh, You're like, you get to Hilton head and you're like, finally, man, I can go to the Pacific Sunwear and get a nice pair of like old kickwares and for a decent price, you know, I can get two pairs of Etnies for the price of one. Dude, uh, tech vests are buy one, get one free (laughs) down here in uh, Hilton head. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a cool thing you get to do, but now it's just everywhere. It's just like capitalism does that thing where like everything is just everywhere now. So nothing is special, you know, like outlet store. Oh, I can go to outlet store anytime, any yeah. day of the fucking week. I can uh girl scout cookies. I can just go to the goddamn store right after we do this show. I can stop at the 24 hour supermarket and get some goddamn girl scout cookies. Yeah. Well, Aldi has them too for 89 cents. You can get grasshoppers for 89 cents at Aldi. Yeah. I'm just even saying like the, like that I can get those things 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week, 365 days no. a year. I can have Samoas. No, every time that I've strayed from work <laughs> to look at true religion jeans, I then get an email. That's like, we're only charging $45 for those this week, this weekend. It's a blowout. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's just everything's everywhere, and it's just it's it's nothing is special anymore. Just nothing. It, it just you can get. They make too much of and everything. The, yeah, and and yeah, we've. I mean, we've. It the quality of everything has just gone down too, and just we burn through stuff because we're addicted to those transactions and just having the stuff in the pile of presents and like that's how you show your love, right? That's how you right. show love and affection is with. These useless things. Well, I've said this in the past, like that I'm real. I'm sort of bad at like buying presents. I like really suck at it. And like, I just am terrible, but I love everybody. Like, but I feel like, I feel like people think I don't like them because of the presents I buy them. You know what I mean? Like I buy somebody a present and I'm like, I agonized over this. I promise you that if it's for Brett or Katie or, uh, or my daughter or something like that. I agonized over that. And I spent, I picked something up and I put it back down. I picked something up and I put it back down. And then I finally said, fuck it. I'm just going to get it. And (laughs) it's garbage. And then I get it to the person. And then my fucking whole feeling on Christmas day, I'm serious about this listeners. The whole feeling I have on Christmas day is that everybody thinks I hate them. (laughs) And I, I understand. You know, uh, but I don't feel that way. Like yeah. when I get a gift, I'm like, I love this gift. This is great. You know, even if I don't like it, I'm just like, whatever. You know, I'll you, use that. You got to put a little bit of work in to give a good gift. You got to notice. You got to just notice shit. Like, yeah, when you go and cook at someone's house and they're using like a little fucked up paring knife to try to do all <laughs> the chopping, you're like, I could spend you know thirty five bucks on a Wusthof knife for this person and change their fucking cooking life. That- that's the move. That's top level gift giving. When you notice something in like March, yeah, just having a conversation like, "Oh, I hate this thing." Yeah, and then yeah, bam. Yeah, instead, and like someone has some shit ass gloves, and then you go and buy them like a decent pair. Yeah, yeah, fucking smart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm bad at it. I guess I just like don't notice those things. I'm self centered. Yeah, my- and like I just spend my time like. I kind of just, I, I guess I don't like pay attention or I just assume like the other thing with like adult present buying is that like you just assume that if somebody wants something, they go get it. Yeah. yeah. I, like I think that people just go and get the no, shit that they want. I, I know they don't. I want to so bad. There's stuff I want to buy. I was, I was actually just, there's like stuff I want to buy that I w- refuse to buy like a shitty version of it. So I'm just sitting here like, 
I'm not going to spend the money on some piece of shit, ver- you know, whatever it is. I can't even th- I can't think of something right now. But like, I, I, I give you mine, rain gear. I need rain yeah. gear because I walk like crazy. Yeah, and you know, and I I um did the, I waited it out for a weekend when there was like a Memorial Day sale and I could stack coupons and I got a really expensive fucking rain jacket and I took it on fake. I took it to us, took it with us on the Midwest tour. And I lost the fucking thing. I left it in a hotel and I immediately came home and bought it again. And uh, I don't regret it at all. Because every time I wear it, I'm, I'm happy being out in the rain. It doesn't bother me. I'm completely comfortable. I'm fucking prepared. So the thing I need that the pants I will never buy in the whole world. There's two things I need that I will never buy. One, backpack. I need luggage. Like every single pr- Brett and my wife, who are both kind of my wife, uh, both know that I need luggage, but I will never let them. I will never let Katie buy me luggage because I know how much it costs and I don't want to spend that money. And I'll just ram stuff in this backpack that is actually falling apart now. <laughs> and you know what? And I've, I've done this several times too. I went to Kohl's and bought a $45 suitcase. And the zippers fucking bust on them every single time. There's no long lasting. They shouldn't even sell that. That's the, like they should just say, "Sorry, but you aren't going to get luggage that cheap. We can't make it cheap." Yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna fucking fall apart on you. Yeah, luggage. I mean, the thing is, I don't want a suitcase. I'm like not a suitcase guy. I who carries again suitcase? Every- again as 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 Brett has has compl- yelled at me about on this show all the time. Everything has to look cool. So I want a black backpack and that's all I want now. I just want a backpack that I can put my computer and my clothes in. And I think that looks cool. I can put it on my back and walk. And it's like, Oh, look at this guy. He's got his shit together. He fits it all in a backpack and he can travel. You're prepared. Yeah. I mean, I already bring a goddamn fan on the road with me, dude. Like how much more do I want to have? And, and like, I don't want one of those rolly suitcases. I brought one on tour once and I fucking hated it. So, well, they're always like stumbling and tumbling behind you. They're not. Kicking what them. is there to hate about a rolly suitcase? It's just too much. It's too much. The it's handle's not enormous. The handle always needs about six inches more on it. I feel. Yeah, like. and they're just enormous. It's so much. It's like buy. It's like those people that when they get their cell phone, they're like, "Oh, just give me the biggest one you got here." Hey, I got a phone. It's the size of a fucking iPad, and it's like, why do you want that? It's yeah, huge. Five, six and a half inch screen. <laughs> yeah. They got a phablet. Yeah, every like. Just some people like really big things. I'm a man of the future. I like very small things. But we have a big, we have a, a buddy that's a pretty big guy and he has a phablet. But like in his hand, it looks normal. It's <laughs> like when you see Andre, like Andre the Giant, he couldn't hold like an iPhone in his hand and comfortably use that thing. Yeah. He would have to use like an iPad. He'd have been fine. He could have used the iPhone regular. Well, I mean, but that's size, right? Like, yeah. so he's a tall guy. If the phone looks smaller, I don't want the phone to be like huge in my hand. Like, right. where it's like, God damn, man, you need like somebody to help you carry that thing? Right. You need somebody to hold on to that thing with you? Andre the Giant trying to use an iPhone is a great visual. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good physical bit. We're going to make him, some for money to, off that. Giant fingers. Try, yeah, trying to send a text to someone. Guy, he's lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the big show has to do R. it, R. right? R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. The big, big show, show has to do Yeah, like, let's see. Things. Let's, well, let's get some video of big show using a phone. I want to see this, what this looks like. He probably has to get an attached keyboard. Oh, he has a stylus. I bet he has a stylus. Uh, oh, people with the stylus or something else, man. It's like those things are done. I yeah, uh, I was down with styluses at the beginning. I was okay with them, yeah. but they fell out of style. Let's hit the phones. 
Let's see, see who let's see we what's, got on the phone. What people want to talk about? Let's let's talk to some people. What's the people up to out there in the city? Not this city, just other cities. Look at that. Look at all them callie wallies. 7,000 calls. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? You are talking to Leslie Lee the Third of Struggle Session. Yay! <laughs> What's up, Leslie? How are you? I'm great, man. How's it going? Great. Are you in Los Angeles yet? Not yet. I'll be there later this week. I'm currently in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, the worst place in the goddamn world, um, because it's the richest, one of the wealthiest places in America. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I hate it. But I'm going to escape. I'm going to sunny California next week for our Struggle Sessions first ever live show on November 19th. So if there's any Street Fight listeners, and I know like 90% of the Los Angeles population are people who escaped the <laughs> Midwest to go to California. So if you please, please come out and support us. November 19th, Monday night at uh, Resident, we'll be having our first ever Struggle Session live show. And I, I am a huge struggle session fan. Just listened to the show about Scream today. I uh, that that was my uh, grocery shopping stuff. I did not realize that there were fans of the Scream series. Like you guys, Scream rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we, it, it, it's. I, I guess it kind of fell out of style. Uh, the kids don't get it. The kids don't understand. They're all, all of their horror movies are about like ghosts and shit. They don't understand the pure visceral thrill of just watching Drew Barrymore get hacked a bit. They don't understand that. Just a group what? of sexy teens getting hacked down one at yeah, a time. Yeah, I love the stereotypes too because now everything is everybody's aesthetic is so dialed in that they can create characters that just feel so realistic and back then it was such like a pastiche of people at your high school that all of a sudden got caught up in some sort of murder mystery i also it's so fun and the kid and the teens are so shitty to one another yeah like they're all like in their 20s or whatever but like it's a perfect encapsulation of what i always imagined going to a white high school uh would be <laughs> and I, I haven't seen anything that's dispelled that uh for me yet <laughs> i mean it was it that's why we love it that's why we yeah that's why i got out of it i guess something that like occurred to me while i was listening to that show was that uh not very positive feelings for the saw movies which was actually the movies that got me out of watching horror movies i pretty much stopped at saw and hostile i was like i, I can't watch those things you know because th there's no like characters to really hold on to like when you're looking yeah. at any of the horror series, there's at least a final girl or somebody that you can, the audience can identify with. But when you're talking about Hostel and Saul and whether you just are constantly killing everyone, like there's, and like those movies are much more male heavy too. I actually think, you know, having, not having, you need women in horror. That's who you want to identify with. That's who I always identify with in horror films and like having like male based a kind of macho horror like it just doesn't work really well i completely disagree because i think <laughs> jigsaw is like is a somebody that is pulling people out of their wretched lives and teaching them that they actually <laughs> want to live and they don't want to be do these dastardly things 
And I identified with Amanda, who who was down for the cause and wanted to assist Jigsaw in carrying through with getting people to get out of this, like, you know, existence of nothingness or, you know, feeling like they wish they were dead and then showing them what it would be really like to face death face on. Yeah, I, that- you know, I... No, go ahead. I think that might be a. a, I think we're going to have to have you on the show to talk uh, Saul sometime. No, we we haven't really dove in. (laughs) No, my dream is Brett on Struggle Session talking Hellboy. So if you (laughs) when you you guys decide to tackle Hellboy, Leslie is who got me to watch Hellboy too because it was on Netflix, right? And you, Brett, is always Brett loves Hellboy. Hellboy has been part of Brett's. Brett had Hellboy in his first stand-up set in his whole life talking about <laughs> watching Hellboy with his drug dealer. Like it has been a thing since I've known Brett. He's like I've like sort of like obsessed with Hellboy in this weird way. I got dude, I what happened was I went to go buy weed and my guy had just got this new surround sound. He had this gigantic TV and he had Hellboy 2 on Blu-ray. And he sits down. He's like, I'm about to start it. Do you want to watch? And I, I watched the whole fucking movie, and I got screamed at my gr- by my girlfriend so fucking bad. I was so late. <laughs> but I could not. I had to watch the whole movie. <laughs> so I told Leslie that I want to watch Hellboy, but Hellboy 1 is not out there to mm-hmm. get. you got to buy it because capitalism kicks ass. You know, you, 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 I pay $60 a month for different streaming services, but I can't watch Hellboy one. I can only watch Hellboy two. So I finally, he was like, you can just watch Hellboy two. You don't even have to watch Hellboy one. So I watched it and I was like, boy, that is nothing. Like when I finally watched it, I was like, that's nothing like anything I've ever seen. Like it was very weird movie, like such a weird, like, like combination of things because i thought it was just a straight up action movie and i really think that movie's like a fantasy movie like that's that movie was for like lord of the rings people yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. no the scope and size yeah, it has is a amazing lot. yeah it has tons of things going on i personally like all the lovecraftian stuff in the uh second film that's why i prefer it a little bit more than the first film but like i i, I just watched um ready player one today oh, which is oh. it's such a terrible movie oh. and I, it's so bad that i think maybe movies on the whole were a mistake but <laughs> hellboy is a, the sort of film where they do the pastiche and they're bringing everything together the right way like yes he's ripping off all Mike Magnolia, who did the comic, is ripping off all the stuff that he read as a little kid. But he's adding his own little twist to it, just like George Lucas did with Star Wars. These are like, you know, actual genuine things and they create something new and worthwhile. I think Tarantino does this as well, but, but I, I just can't get fucking ready, uh, the goddamn, um, Ready Player One on my head because it's just so bad. I actually, and so I took my family to New York the last time we did a big show there. And, uh, we tried, we were getting ready to buy tickets to go to a movie because we just, we got back to the hotel. We were staying in Queens and it just wasn't anything else to do. We were right next to a hotel and I was like, let's go see Ready Player One. And then I brought the tickets up on my phone and it was going to be $75, which it's very different (laughs) in Ohio. That is a $20, $25 night out. Like, (laughs) <laughs> like the movies is a cheap yeah. thing. So we put them away. And then when it came out on the PlayStation, we were all kind of excited to see it. Cause I was like, these fucking people on the internet hate everything. 
You know, like these, yeah. <laughs> these people, like they can't get into anything. It's probably fine. And then I watched that movie and it really is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like it made me, it's one of those things that like makes you hate the culture. It's, it's one of those, it, yes. it turned me against nostalgia again in a way that I hadn't been turned like, cause I, when we first started this show, me and Brett were like kind of, you know, really pissed off about the nostalgia thing. And I kind of let it slide. Uh, I started watching the Marvel movies and shit like that. And, uh, I, I just didn't mind it. I, di- I didn't see a problem with remaking TV shows into movies and stuff. And, um, and I would go see these movies and I wouldn't have a problem with them. And then I went and saw, Re- I, I watched Ready Player One and I was like, N- I never want to see another, like, I wish that, <laughs> I never want to see like just a big collage of fucking intellectual property thrown at my face no. on TV. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you're absolutely right in that like Mike Mignola did, he introduced me to things like, he introduced me to like Astaroth. And Baba Yaga and Samael and all of these like ancient things that I would have no idea about. Um, but I learned so much through reading those comics and Hellboy, uh, is such a likable character because he's literally like the fucking son of the devil and he doesn't want to be the son of the devil. So he's such a, he's like, you know, uh, Shenji from, uh, Evangelion. He's just one of the yeah. <laughs> people that like doesn't want the, doesn't like the card he's dealt. And uh, wants to be better than that. And, uh, you know, so and uh, the thing that Tarantino accomplishes with his movies, too, is that, like, if you're watching his movies, he's introducing you to, like, 10 other movies that you can see that are just as cool as the one that he made. You know, like, he's he's like helping you out and giving you things to see. It's not just like collecting action figures and sitting sitting in front of them, you know, and just looking at all the stuff that you like. You know, it's not like it's it becomes like when you use pop culture your consumption has it to be like your personality it's like when it loses all of the the merit i guess yeah like when i i can't imagine somebody watching ready player one and then wanting to go watch the shining after it like <laughs> it it really is it's, it's destructive almost to those properties that it's referencing because it's not creating anything it's new and it doesn't really seem to understand anything like about why people loved them in the first place like it's a video it's a movie about video games that is in itself is mostly like a video game cutscene but there's it doesn't understand why people play or even like video games they're like like the end scene where like the big thing is that like he has to find an easter egg in like a Atari game and like who what gamer gives a shit about that no one <laughs> no gamer wants to go back and play any uh, anything before NES basically and they certainly don't want to spend hours finding easter eggs and then we hate that shit we want to play like good actually games that are actually good and this movie managed somehow manages to reference almost none of them well that is kind of neat though because those guys that did the easter eggs in the early ataris were just like stoners and cokeheads that put <laughs> like weird shit yeah. in there because they could I, I think another thing about that movie is when you guys brought up Quentin Tarantino or like in Hellboy, they use Lovecraft. Tarantino, you know, draws from all these old movies that you can go back and watch. Spit on her grave. Uh, but, but, uh, this movie, this Ready Player One, it doesn't draw f- 
it doesn't draw it doesn't teach you anything new i guess there's like nothing in it like every fucking buddy has seen ghostbusters and everybody has seen <laughs> like everybody's seen the movies that they're referencing in this the ghostbusters the shining uh yeah 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 it's it's like they're not turning you on to anything and it isn't it, again it isn't even like they're taking concepts from these things and putting them in this movie they're just being like check it out it's the ghostbusters car yeah, yeah. Back to the Future, like all this stuff that's that hasn't, you know, been allowed to go away and die because of um, new copyright laws. They're still trying to make money off of all these properties. They're still trying to sell us all these movies with their new streaming services, et cetera, et cetera. And so this film is just like a big advertisement for films that we now that we bought on yeah. DVD and Blu-ray, and now we're going to have to subscribe to one of Disney's five streaming services to watch. Like, uh, like Steven Spielberg should be so, like, just embarrassed. Like, he shouldn't he, be able to show I, his face in public after this. It's stunning to me. I just, I don't understand it because i remember screenshots of that book being posted up on twitter this is before the movie even came out and i thought like is this like a pixelated boat tweet that like makes fun of this book (laughs) but no it's the actual book i just i cannot believe steven spielberg made this movie and it's it's offensive how bad this movie is not like i gotta see this shit man it sounds like some not offensive for you know unwoke reasons it is just so bad it's insulting it's the same we just played yeah. uh monopoly for millennials leslie on our on our stream with our families and that game was an a one hour insult like it was just sitting there and this thing is saying like so you start out in this game with a hundred dollars and basically the conceit of the game is that you're broke the whole time and you can't buy it oh my god <laughs> Wow. The person that goes first, instead of rolling to see who goes first, the person with the most student loan debt goes first. And that's in the instruction book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it, it's just one wow. of like, they, I, I feel like we have let, when you talk about like Disney and stuff, we've let them get back to the point where they have like disdain for us. Like they like actually don't care about us at all and and they know now that they can just use like almost an algorithm to make these movies which i truly believe that's what disney's shooting for now too because if you look at the netflix movies the netflix original movies that come out you can tell those are written by the algorithm because there's 15 like okay so walking dead's one of the most popular things on netflix right all the Netflix original movies are about extinction and zombies and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then next year it'll be something else because the algorithm picks it up. And now they're letting these algorithms write these movies. And that makes the movies all hits because they're movies that are like designed by a computer. And I, I wouldn't say hit as in like people like them. They're just forgettable movies that everybody watches, which we've all trained ourselves to do now. We've all trained ourselves like it, Leslie hates the Marvel movies and I guarantee he's going to go see <laughs> Infinity War too. I probably you know my I actually liked Infinity War because it was like four episodes of different TV shows crossing <laughs> together. So I did not hate Infinity War as much as I hate something like say Doctor Strange, which is just something that should not exist. And it, it it's it's so bad because like people pretend like these are actually not just good 
comic book movies, but good films, good films. Like we film, we talk a lot on struggle session about like how far film criticism has fallen because it used to be back in the day. And we talked about this on the blade episode that you were on, uh, Brian, where, you know, back then blade, all the critics hated blade. All of them, and they hated all the movies like it. The Crow, Spawn, Hellboy. They hated them, and we were okay with it. If they, if it got like a thumbs down for Ebert, then we knew, all right, this is going to be a good ass action movie. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, like all these movies that are so much worse than those uh, old school action movies get like rated like Oscar films from back in the day. Yeah, and they, I mean, you know, Brett just found this out, but they have an Oscar now to give to those movies, like just a oh, yeah, yeah, honorary yeah. Oscar now to hand to those movies every year so that, you know, I mean, people say it's for Black Panther. Right? It's either that or Infinity War, right? Like, that's getting the award for the movie, and that's just... Yeah, it's, it's sick. It's sick. It's, it's so sad and embarrassing for the Academy to do it, and they did it because they the awards air on ABC and of course, Disney owns ABC, so if they want an Oscar just for their films, their uh, $200 million films, they're going to get an Oscar for their $200 million films, and that's how it is. Yeah, and my like hate- iHeartRadio hosts the uh, podcast awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my hatred for critics was sort of mm-hmm. one of my first anti-authoritarian, rebellious things. You know, like growing up, it was yeah. like, oh, he gave that movie one star. Well, I'm going to go see it. And I'm going to fucking like it. You know? <laughs> and it was yeah. like it nurtured my rebellious side, you know? And now you just like they're so sad and pathetic. Like, and they're not creating rebels anymore. They're creating little clones who, if one critic gives Black Panther like a middling review, they get dragged and called a racist on Twitter, which is literally what happened to like some random like Danish guy who said that they needed more fight scenes in Black Panther, and everyone just and a bunch of people like just got on Twitter and called them racist. Like, right. this is like culture is going in like a really sad and also very boring place too. <laughs> yeah. It's always been boring really. Yeah. So Leslie, before we let you go, I got to ask your advice on something that uh, I just had to make my Christmas list today. And you're, okay. you're my gamer expert. You're the most gamer person I know pretty much. Brett plays right. like Brett plays like, like uh kids games like he loves games where you're like working in a kitchen he don't care about killing people <laughs> right at all so i asked for three games and uh i wanted to see what you thought about these three games the first game i asked okay. for was hitman 2 the new hitman is that a good call all right i believe so i mean of course it's not out yet but the first one which is not the first in the series but it was the first in the reboot is a very excellent game i would definitely check that out if you haven't played it maybe if you want to save your uh whoever's getting you these presents the money tell them to get you the first one it's probably only 30 bucks and it's going to have uh tons and tons of content you have and by the time you get done with it hitman 2 will be 30 bucks Oh, see, that's a Brett advice. Yeah. I like to have the newest, best thing, though. Okay, <laughs> number yeah, two, good but advice. it's a good call. That was good advice. That's great for that's good holiday deal getting. Number two, God of War. God of War, excellent. Always I good. played it. Fantastic, one of the best games I've ever played. I was very hesitant about this one because they completely changed the um, fight system, but. It's a brand new fight system. No other game has done it, and it's perfect. It is phen- it's a phenomenal game. 
highly, highly recommend it. Awesome. Okay, here's the last one. And it's just because the packaging looked cool. Detroit, become human. Uh, I don't know about that one, Chief. Like, it's, (laughs) all right, so a lot of people have been making fun of it, but for, like, woke reasons, which I don't really buy. But it's a very specific type of game. It's made by, I forget the guy's name, he's some, uh, uh, David Cage. He's a, he is a video game auteur, and he makes these, like, adventure games with these, you know, kind of complex narratives and these themes that he's obsessed with. It's a very specific type of game, and if you like that like it's not like an action game. You're not going to be going around killing a bunch of people. There'll be some like quick time event fight scenes, but not a lot of like real action. It's more like a interactive movie. So if you're into that sort of thing, go for it. Otherwise, I would maybe check out Heavy Rain instead, which is his previous game, and you should could probably get for like ten bucks okay. at GameStop. I'm, I'm changing God of War to Heavy, or no, not God of War, Detroit Become Human to Heavy Rain. Someone in the chat said that uh, God of War was too much dad simulation, so I don't know if that will be an escape from what you normally do. I love being a dad, though. I'm the like top dad in, on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you should get you come over, play Harvest moon dude give heart it's it's peaceful game it's not about murdering things it's about growing vegetables Carrots and sharing and them shit. with your neighbors yeah. raising no I, i'm with brian i i gotta kill some i gotta <laughs> kill some shit if i'm playing the game I'm i know sorry. i once saw some guy tweet and look i'm not gonna take somebody down for their like really weird opinions or bad opinions out of one tweet and i never saw the guy again i couldn't even tell you who it was but they said one day in the future we're going to be weirded out about how all of our video games had to have people killing people. And I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nope. no, We're not just going to forget that you can do that and then not program a computer to show us what that would be like. It's like saying one day we're only going to watch movies where people do nice things to each other. Right. It's like, no, no. I'm going to tell you right now that when I watch a movie, there needs to be a gun or some killing. And you're just not going to get around it with me. I'm the, it's the same thing I say about the war on drugs. They're like... How do I know that you can't snuff out drug use? Because I'm always going to fucking use drugs. Like, I'm the source here. (laughs) Right. I can tell you that's going to (laughs) fail. Well, Leslie, I want to tell everybody to go see see you guys in in L.A., I'm gonna have you give the thing again and again. Like I just love your show. I, I, it, it, like is something different than the other politics shows and uh, the the other lefty sort of shows. And like you guys just have a space that you work in, and like you just you grab me every time. You talk about such like uh like I said a a a podcast about scream is like that's the (laughs) perfect kind of thing to get me in there. Ooh, someone's- oh, cool. Thank you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I interrupted. I, I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying thank you so much for uh, having me on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys and your support. Like I, I always say on my show, we're just trying to get on street fight level. We're just trying to do what y'all are doing, you know, because y'all have been doing it for the longest time and you're doing great work. But once again, check us out. Patreon.com slash Struggle Session, live show November 19th in Los Angeles at Resident. You can get your tickets at bit.ly, bit.ly link, uh, slash sesh, 
LA, bit.ly slash sesh LA for your ticket. I wish we were there, and hopefully one day us and you guys will be able to be on stage together. That would be very fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, Our, I have I have for you, Brian, I have actually a good one. This Someone in the chat mentioned it, and I've actually played this game. And, that, and apparently they just did a remake for it. It's called Shadow of the Colossus. And basically you're this little guy on a horse and you ride into the distance for a long time and there's 12 gigantic fucking monsters that you have to climb your way up. Like they'll be covered in grass and shit. So you have to like jump and hang on and they'll try to throw you off and you have to, you know, like stat, like climb all their body and get through the whole thing and you have to kill them. Like, okay. It's a pretty good game. I like killing and stuff. And it's, so. it's kind of like Zelda esque, but mm. way, a way bigger. I don't know. It's good. I'll check it out. It's tough, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it on PlayStation 4? But you're like one tiny guy that's like, there's flying ones, so you have to get on your horse and get underneath them and then grab onto like their fucking talons and then climb your way up and carve their fucking eyes out of their head and shit. That's kind of cool. I'll go with that. It's good. That was fun. We had Leslie Lee on the call-in show. That is a star right there. That is one of our stars. born. Um. Who do we got? You want to take the next call? Sure. Let's see who's on the phone. I'm glad I could get some at video game advice on sure. this show. Nobody. I'm sorry, got. I can't provide that for you. Well, I, you can. You can recommend games. You'll just be like, oh, here's a game where you run a barber shop and you got to cut people's hair in really cool ways. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds fun. Not, that's <laughs> not for me. <laughs> do you have a game where you sneak up on people and cut their head off in different cool ways? Here's yeah, a, here's a game where you have a, a bed of roses in your front yard. You have to water them and trim them. Yeah, text-based adventure where you're a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I do Phoenix Rice Ace Attorney, one of my favorites. I, my favorite one that Brett really likes is called Shenmue or something. Oh yeah, that was. Oh one of the yeah, he was like, dude, you just walk dude, around. He's like, dude, you fucking work in a warehouse in this game. You're like driving a forklift and you're moving boxes and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't. Like, I absolutely don't want to play You that. get a part-time job at a, on the docks, and you drive forklifts, and then this gang comes to fight you at work, and you get to, like, hit them with the forklift, <laughs> which is, like, a dream of mine. <laughs> These dreams so small. The story of Street Fight Radio is dream really small. Yeah. God, I wish one day when I'm running a forklift, a gang comes in, and I can beat them up with the forklift. I've been practicing these goddamn moves for years. I would be so good at it. I would be so good at it. <laughs> Your video game taste is cool, though. I, I really, I, like, of course you like, like, I think I'm the one that likes uncool stuff. You know what I mean? I don't, just, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with the stuff you like, and I think it's cool and interesting and novel, and it's a cool use of computers, but it's also just kind of like... Doesn't do it for you. I can't get off on that. Yeah. Got I need it. blood, man. <laughs> All right. Let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, you're talking to one of your Facebook cops. How's it going, Ryan? We got Ryan on the air. Yeah, let's keep it to let's keep it to first names because I got some weird shit to talk about. I'm, um, I'm Brian Quinby, and he's Brett Payne in the studio, but we are only going to call you Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, real quick, just to get it out of the way, uh, if you haven't seen me bothering people on Facebook. I just had my first ever written piece published ever on Current Affairs, which is a very good leftist magazine. It's called uh, What You Have to Fear from Artificial Intelligence. 
dystopian technology is coming, but not in the way you think. And y'all should, you, you know, if you haven't read it, you should read it. I worked really hard on it. Did you guys read it? I um, actually have not read it, to be honest. I haven't read anything from current affairs in a very ever. That's fine. It's I'm fine. evil. I'm it's evil. Like 4, I don't. I don't read a lot of those things. Like I sometimes will go through and read them, but I spend more of my time just reading Twitter and like angrily reading micro blog posts. Oh my god, I've got some things to say about micro. No, you boys are good with me. I don't care that you haven't read my piece. It's, it's fine. I'm uh I'm doing like a weird phone thing where I'm shutting it down and have like all these apps that block things that bother me, so I haven't been reading so much on my phone recently. There there really is no need to make Listen, you two you two comrades do a lot for the struggle, all right? <laughs> like it's it's okay. You don't need to read my fucking my rantings. But well, if you're not uh, one of the two Bs, you should read my piece. So uh, let let these listeners in on, on what you called for, because I know Sor- we, we kind of know what you're calling for, but uh, I don't well, know how far you want to go. Me, well, I wanted to go really far, and my partner in crime wanted me to go less far. Real quick, though, uh, on November 17th, the Chicago Community Bond Fund, which is an organization that just basically gets people out of jail like that. Like really that's the entirety of what they do here in Cook County. If you live in Cook County or the Chicagoland area, um, come, it's going to be a good time. We got, uh, there's musicians, there's like acts. We got, uh, a Kenya, Lindsay, Damon and kiss from ergo and Barbara Ransby. Um, so if you know, no one will be turned away, whatever, but, uh, the normal idea to get in is 20 bucks. There's going to be a lot of party, a lot of booze, and a lot of music. And, like, this is, like, in my opinion, having funded a lot of organizations, the best organization in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go to that. Yeah, no, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get people there. I don't work for them or anything, but they're, they're amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, Mike Rowe, that fucking, like, I, when I called in, I was like, I'm not going to talk about Mike Rowe. He made $10 an hour, uh, right, in 1979, like, being the, the movie guy, right? Yep. I did, I, I he, did he the... He didn't make $10 the, an hour. It, no, made, he started at 280 and then he got a raise to $10 an hour oh, to be the projectionist after right. six months. Right, okay. So, so, the 290 works out to over $10 an hour, first of all, God which damn. is 47% higher. I did the math on this. What he was making in 1979 is like 47% higher than the federal minimum wage now. Yes. So just to get the micro approved minimum wage would be a 47% raise. Fuck. Okay. And, but right? what is he making at $10 an hour, though? He was making like... $10 an hour right now in 2018, it's $36.96. See, that's what That motherfucker t- was making $37 an hour. That's what the people that make the movies happen should get. And the people that clean the toilets. Also, let me just say this. Projectionist. He was sitting in a room. Yeah. Because I, I would never denigrate somebody's job as like a pro- projectionist or somebody... Like, I'm not trying to denigrate their job but his whole gimmick is denigrating people's jobs that's the whole thing that he does he says oh people that work at mcdonald's they shouldn't just be happy there they should just have to leave and get another job but this guy was making 36 dollars an hour to sit 
37, 37. It was 3696. $37 an hour. Let me tell you in 2018 what uh somebody in 1979 making 10 bucks an hour is making in 2018 dollars annually. It is $76,876.80. Motherfucker was pulling in 77 grand a year in 2018 dollars rolling rolling, you know, movie reels. It's oh crazy. Oh my fucking that is the dream right there. Yeah, that's I mean, I would no take that job. No wonder he believes in this shit. Yeah, well, I th- I also like I said on I don't I don't know if I articulated this very clearly on the show, but we do know that he doesn't really talk to employees. He talks to the owners of businesses he, and the people that uh, run the businesses. He doesn't talk to like the guy that's doing the work. He talks to the guy that owns the place. When he testified before Congress, he was paid to by some I don't know some shadowy group of old billionaires and shit because what they wanted was there's a limit to how many of those foreign worker visas you can hand out every year and they wanted more of them because they cost less like they're the labor is cheaper and that might be a conspiracy i'm 90 percent sure that's that's the reason though so he like went in front of them and said you know we just we don't have anyone available to do these like and it was always bullshit they just wanted to be able to hire people that were cheaper. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a fuck. That guy is the worst monster out there. He is like, he's like uh, Paul Harvey is a guy back in the day that would go on the radio and he'd tell these like folksy stories that that like always were basically conservative parables. And that's what Mike Rowe is. He's a guy that goes out, acts like a folksy dude, but he's just doing conservative parables. He's just doing conservative fables out there for people. Again, his premise of that piece that I wrote, read last week was that you in order to get a job at the movies, you can just start by tearing tickets in the movie theater and then work your way up. To having your own TV show on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. You there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I just uh, got. I. The, I'm. I'm like. I was looking at you two. At you guys talking, and there's a delay on the Twitch stream. Yeah, I know. We got um, it. It. Yeah, it can't. Ha- it can't get out there no, instantaneously. No, no, that's, that's, that's. Yeah, absolutely. That's a. Uh, yeah, limitation. It's a science of the thing. It's just a science thing, you know. So what? What's well, going on? What else is going I, on? I want to apologize. Please well, apologize like for science. Two things. There's just two things. There's just two things. Okay. Um, so we all know that this fucking pogromist, okay, this this goddamn Nazi, um, shot up a synagogue, and um, all of those hooked into this issue know that he was on a website called gab and gab is like twitter it's you know they got a message at least they used to i think there's been some changes but they used to have a message limit of about 300 characters versus uh 280 for twitter yeah and it and, was uh the um, place once it once twitter started banning some people on the platform they said they were all going to take take all of their time and attention over to Gab, where you could do free speech and shit. Yeah, Gab seems like a place yeah. for FBI crime statistics and the N-word. Yeah, well, um, it's worse than that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like Gab is, 
Gab's full of Nazis, and um, there are some uh, visualizations out there now, some data visualizations. There was a team of data scientists, so I'm a data scientist now, and there was a team of data scientists um, that scraped every single message on Gab up until I think they got around like August 20th or something before the site went down when they lost hosting after the shooting. Um, and put all those online for like researchers and journalists to look at. And they were doing word clouds where it's like, these are, this isn't a sample. This was like every gab message. And it's like, if you do a word cloud for oven on a site like Reddit, um, or Twitter or whatever, you'll see like pizza, cookies, minutes, baking, apron, whatever. You do it on gab and it's like Jew, Jews, kite, kite. I mean, it is like, the word it like Holocaust gas, you know, yeah. Zycon B. Um, it's it's just a site full of fucking Nazis. Um, so they 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 hide behind hate speech. They're you know I I know some people who are working on this. Um, shout out to my comrade from the Facebook group Matt Matt A, uh, who is involved in this. I just want you to know if you're out there and like you don't. And and it's not clear, right, how we can all fight this rising fascist movement all the time. It's clear, like, when they're going to go out near your home, go out and counter, I'm sure. But other than that, it's unclear how to fight this, like, rising fascist movement. But I want you to know, not entirely despair, there are people out there. There are people out there with powerful tools that are fighting this shit day in and uh, and day out. Like, they're out there, they're doing it for real. I promise you. So, you know, be bold and be brave, Street Fighters. Like, we're going to fucking turn this shit around. We're going to counter these motherfuckers. For sure. So, what, I mean, what's the goal with, uh, with, with all this data, and uh, what do you do with that? Well, I'm not doing it, um, but uh, there are a lot of things people can do with it. So, um, a lot of their sites are getting taken offline. Um Gab was taken down for a while. Gab is currently being hosted by Cloudflare. Or, well, no, they're not being hosted by it. Cloudflare is protecting them from, um, like, uh, attacks. Um, but there are a lot of sites, like, you know, you got the David Dukes, you got the Stormfront. There are all these different sites that make up their network of, um, that make up, like, their network of propaganda that people are having being taken down and are being exposed and they've been cut out of. It's like they can't get money anymore. They've been cut out of uh, Patreon. They've been cut out of PayPal and a bunch of other – like they're, they're just people who are shutting down their money and they're hosting. Right. And so that's the data goal. And that's not enough. That won't do it by itself, but like that's a part of the fight, right? Like taking down their, their propaganda and cutting off their funding channels like is a part of it. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So I always um, worry about them coming can, after us on Patreon. So I hate going after Patreons, although it's the right thing to do, you know, because that Chapo thing happened. You know, he was drunk. Matt was drunk on the air and oh he said gosh. something. Yeah. It was funny as hell. He was joking. I mean, like nobody believes what he said, but he was shit face drunk and he said something. And uh, Bre- Breitbart wrote an article about how 
you know, that seems to break Patreon's terms of use the way that they've knocked right wing people off the air. And it's like, if you think you can get Patreon to take Chapo off your fucking nuts, <laughs> like, yeah. just think about the amount of money. It's a damn business. That guy's getting a car out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those fellas. I mean, uh, those 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 folks are pulling down over a million a year for them. I don't know what the scrape that I'm not sure what scrape uh, Patreon is getting, but it's a pretty decent ten percent. I would think. Yeah, they get ten percent. Ten per. They're getting over a hundred thousand dollars a year off of Chapo. Yeah, yeah, they're making good money. I mean, everybody's making good money in that uh, in that operation. But yeah, they're making good money. It's. Uh, that's why I mean, like these little right wing things. I, although Patreon has taken down some, uh, they took it's going down off. You're right. You're and, right. Oh, I know. I love things it like going that. down. And that kind of stuff makes me nervous because it's like, ah, what if we say something stupid on this show, like kill Jeff Bezos or something like that? Something you like would that. Not never. that. Never. Never. You would never, never, never say such a thing. We didn't actually say it. It was other people saying it, like about 150 of them. Yeah, Brian, I was there. I was literally (laughs) in the room. I I was literally in the room pounding on the wall screaming. I'm I'm aware. (laughs) I almost didn't realize when you posted that. I was like, come on. It was the audience that said it. Well, especially in the title. They came up with it. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for calling and thank you for what you're doing. We got to... I just wanted to. I just wanted to say one quick thing. Okay. I'm not a quick. I'm like I've been drinking, but I'm not so drunk. I'm going to turn on. Okay. Uh, the last time I the last time I called in, I was in school one year ago. Um, my brewing career had just basically collapsed. Like it just didn't work out. I failed to do it. I failed to get a good career in brewing. Um, and that was after two years of trying to make a career in that. After a career in neuroscience research, it collapsed, and I like kind of had like a bit of a breakdown. Um, but decided my wife suggested I look into data science. So I did. And I went back to school from that. And that was like my last shot basically at like, not just being a dive bar bartender. Um, so like, I mean, fuck, I got some Adderall, like I got a prescription for Adderall and I did, I went back to a post baccalaureate program and like, you know, put in 90 hours a week and then graduated and then put in crazy hours and networked and got a job. And I landed a good job and I've had a good job ever since for months now. And I, and I, and I really thought like, you know, I'd made it like I had, I mean, I wasn't making crazy money, but I was getting a middle-class income and I got a skill that's in demand. And I was like, I'm safe now. Everything is fine. Um, and in the last couple of weeks, like this job, it's a startup company. It's in tech, you know, they're getting a little funny with the money, you know, like I haven't paid for, for days like oh, and they're no. telling me there's some hack on they're telling me oh it's a hack on the bank like okay well you know that might delay it a day or two but there's no way some major bank is like cutting their corporate clients out of all money for payroll for you know many days so yeah. it looks like I'm about to be like I didn't make it like I'm once again in the mix and I'm looking for a job but here's the deal fellas <laughs> I mean, it just bees that way. I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I know I'm going to be okay because I believe in myself. Um, And I just wanted to say this is the reason I told all this story, even though it's kind of sad and a little embarrassing. I believe in myself, and I just wanted to say that I believe in every street fighter. 
if you're out there, like this last year has been one of the hardest of my life. And, and I made it through because I had community like on the Facebook page and listen to the Colin shows. Like I know there are a lot of like people out there around my age, many of them younger, like fucking fighting to get by and to make a living in this like shitty hell world. And we're doing what we're trying to do. You know, we're succeeding where we can. Um, and I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in every single street fighter to have the hustle and the camaraderie and the community to just fucking pull it out, man, to, to get it, to get it done and to make a life like in this, in this difficult hell, hell world. And I, I just wanted to tell you, like, I believe in every single street fighter and I believe in you. And that's why I called in. Thank you. That's very nice. I do too, actually. So. I mean, I was going to say that first, but you kind of stole my thunder and took it away from me. But uh, it's fine. You know? <laughs> that was like something I was going to say, like at the end of this show. But okay. Yeah, fine. we actually, we actually had somebody in the Discord chat this morning that was in like a huge fight in their relationship. And they kind of broke down and told us what their relationship was like. And everybody just said, like, you have to just get out of it. And even though you have a bunch of excuses why it's going to be hard and it's going to suck, like you don't want to be living in a hell relationship for one day longer than you have to, you know? So it was kind of good to, for everybody to chime in and give their best advice and help that person out. I hope they are away from that fucking crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be away from that crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I've never been in that situation, but I'm, I'm sure Brad hasn't been a million times because he's such a good looking guy. And well, we, we can't all meet our soulmate in 10th grade, Brian. I, well, senior year. Oh, I'm sorry. 20 fucking years. 20, Jesus Christ. 20 fucking that years. That is crazy. Yep. I've been married. How old are you? I am 39. God damn. Yeah, I know. It's just now, hold on. You got married twenty years ago, or no? I've been with years. my wife for twenty years. We started making out watching. Um, okay. We started making out watching Nightmare on Elm Street five after I'd made her cry for interrupting me watching wrestling, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's been a paradise ever since. You know. <laughs> I guess I should have her on the show one time and. I yeah. mean, really is. She just drove her car into a tree in my front yard drunk, and she walked in at the end of Monday Night Raw, and I said, you know you're not supposed to come here during wrestling. Her and my sister, because I, like, lived in a hot couch flop house, you know? And they showed up to drink, and it was, like, 10.55, and I was like, you know. You know you're not supposed to come during wrestling, the most important time of my day. And then she's drunk, and she gets all fucking crazy and starts crying in the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go in here and apologize to her. I apologize. I'm like, you want to watch a movie? We watch Nightmare on Elm Street 5. We start making out. Boom. Now I am now I got a child with her. Nice. So, it's that easy, folks. Yeah. Just make a girl cry in your house. And then, uh, you know. Just dial it back and Brian, that is problematic advice, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just a charming guy, to tell you the truth. It's just that's really what worked for me. The last fifteen well, minutes to me. is when they hype the storylines for the next episode. That's exactly it's the right. most important part. That's when Stone Cold Steve Austin is out there doing his thing. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's getting ready to come out there on a, a in a big truck and spray beer at Vince McMahon and like really just destroy him. And then these two drunk women come walking into my house screaming, and it's like you know, but one night a week, you know, is is off limits because of wrestling. That's just the way I am. 
Now I don't even watch wrestling anymore. Yeah, right. Oh, really? You don't watch wrestling anymore? Well, I mean, I, I watch wrestling pretty much every night. But <laughs> <laughs> but I like to say that I don't watch wrestling anymore. <laughs> I actually just scheduled to go on a wrestling podcast next Sunday since we're going to be getting back from Kentucky. I'm like, oh, you want me on a, a, your wrestling podcast? Why, of course I will <laughs> after a long day of driving. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in, Ryan. We appreciate oh, it. Good God. Yeah. Everybody read my article. Love you all. Goodbye. Yeah. I, speaking of wrestling, I had the most horrible thought the other day because I, I heard about that wrestler that retired or something because he has leukemia, I think. Roman Reigns. What is that? Or hang up I on drop. Did you Did you drop all the calls, dude? Oh, oh yeah. Maybe I did. No, that's not good. Oh, no. Now you've talked. We are in deep shit. Okay, I mean, well, so, I guess now that there's no calls in so, the queue, so, do I need to call back? So Roman Reigns. He has cancer. It, he has leukemia. D- does he? Because my first thought was like, is oh, that... Oh, we ran out of money. Oh, shit. Well, get that get that bread in there, man. Quickly. My first thought I'm, was, is this a bit? Like, does he, does he really have cancer? He should auto-charge me. Well, it didn't. That sucks, man. Well, hopefully the people can call back. We're going to take a break now after Brett gets that bread in that account. And then we will uh, hope that you all call back. I'm very sorry that happened. If you got hung up on, we're not trying to get to go home early again this week. That is not our style. We would never do that. But uh, the the screening program that we use ran out of money. Yeah, and and crashed on us. So we're going to have to do the call in show oh, again. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, you we're still back. have to call in though because I don't have the correct setup. Okay, we're gonna take we're a gonna, break. We're gonna take a break. Uh, this is a band. If you want to get on Street Fire Radio, send an email to streetfireradio gmail.com. This is Morning Coup, M O U R N I N G C O U P dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, listeners of the show listen every single week. They got some good stuff. I think you're gonna love it. Let me switch this over. Hold on one second. Oh man. This is a clusterfuck of a show. All right. Once I get this plugged in here, you're going to hear the show. Here we go, right here. This is Morning Coup, the song Baby Blue.
if you're on the live stream. You can watch us on Facebook, Twitter, where else? YouTube, Twitch. We're broadcasting live. You can even see the feeds if you they'll archive. You can go watch them later if you can't be there. The chat's on the screen. Jump in the chat. Get in the conversation. We do this every single Sunday night. We're taking your calls. 614-412-5252 is the number to dial. Um, we are pretty full tonight, so you might want to save it for a later date if you haven't called in yet. Um, we are here on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270, Columbus, Columbus Ohio, WCRS Community Radio out of Columbus, part of the Free Press no, we're in the Free Press Studios. We're part of the Pacifica Radio Network. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We have uh, username Joshua from Twitter. Josh, also in the studio with us, chiming in. Uh, good call so far. We're glad to hear from you. We did have an issue with dumping everybody out of here, but it looks like you're all back in, and uh, we will get to your call so you ready to tear into these? Yep, let's get these calls. You have to talk. You have to get off your phone for a minute and talk I'll, so that I can switch the cable over. Okay, I'm off my phone. I'm just chatting it up. I'm trying to do funny joke, and it's not working out because this website sucks. But uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna get in here. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take all these calls, and then we're gonna go home, and I'm gonna watch Sons of Anna or Mayans and go to sleep. All right. Thank you for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey guys, Weed Waffles. What's up, Weed Waffles? How you doing tonight? Uh, good. I want to make a quick point. I just realized who Brian reminds you of. Brian reminds you of my father. Oh, oh, I what? remind a lot of people of their father. Is that a good or bad thing? Depends, because on one hand, my father is loving, caring. He's under. He's he's between my two parents. He's been the one that was more understanding of what life was like going into my like mid to late twenties. Like I don't know how to explain it further than that without rambling on. Right. But um just knows but how on the other hand the nitty gritty. Yeah, but on the other hand, um as I've told you before, because of my dad's screw ups with him constantly, you know, philandering with women, uh, yeah, that thing happened. So he yeah. so he uses the same pickup tax, tactics as Brian. Is that why he reminds you of him? Kind of, because you got to understand. Uh, understand what my dad was like. Imagine Brian's, like, kind of personality, but give him, like... But make him like a like six foot five black man who kind of looks like Wesley Snipes in the face, but has like uh, O.J. Simpson's body now. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm kind of seeing that. Wesley Snipes is cool. Like though. that's great. Like that's what my dad has. He has like he has like Wesley Snipes' face, but he's got like O.J. Simpson's now's body. Like, have you seen what O.J. looks like now that he got out of prison? I don't. I haven't kept up with him. Not great. Oh no! Probably. It's an easy Google. Just an easy Google. Just Google it real quick, and you'll have a quick understanding of what it is. But um, anyway, point I want to make: two things. Um, I'm kind of going through the thing of like I was saying of like redeeming myself, so I decided to stop writing for this one site that I wrote for. Uh, give, I won't say the name of the website, but I will say it was like think. Um, thinkreason.com but if it was like more centered for like black people oh okay, okay. yeah reason is bad 
That that's well. Yeah, sometimes like, they're good about cops. I'd say right. They you know they talk about, but that's not a good thing. And actually, my second point that I'm going to get to, but I'll save it. Um, I stopped writing for it because the thing was I kept reading the site. The thing was the point where I knew I couldn't write for it anymore was I don't have anything against the the host of the site, the head of it, even though I like would call into his podcast and wouldn't obviously write for the website and i even did an episode of their podcast which i guess is still kind of popular um but the thing is i knew i couldn't do it anymore because about a few years ago i wrote an article for the site that in the like black nerd circles is like seen as like how what's a what's an analogy for like something that's like really popular but like clearly evil um, ready your player one. <laughs> Let's go with that. Basically, I made the ready player one article about how I said, uh, you know, how black nerd men should probably date interracial, interracially mainly. Uh, to understand, I now very much hate reading that article, mm-hmm. and I understand that like it was a terrible thing to write. It was just you were trying to be provocative. It wasn't really provocative. It was provocative, and I had like a lot of like internalized like hate towards like because the thing you have to understand about the black nerd community is there is some stuff that goes on where some there is some like things that go bad. But the thing is, the one thing that can't be denied, and I admit this myself, is that I and a lot of other black nerd men say a lot, say and do a lot of fucked up things towards the women in our community. And that's why things get really, like, screwy. Like, uh, and I do admit that it's a me problem or that it's a them. Because when I write, when you write on a piece of paper down what they did, um, it's not, it's a very passive list of things they do. For us, it's a very... It's like, yeah, they might choose guys of a different race that might just this and that, da, 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 but for us, we're literally like endangering their lives, fucking with them. It's like, you, you do really, you do, like, it wasn't anything particular that made it. Like, what it was was a friend of mine uh, who was a black woman pretty much sat me down and explained it to me. And you do well, start go. to put things in perspective. The the article a few huh? years ago, were you against it or for it at the time? I didn't pick that up. I was saying black nerd men should date interracially. And looking back, it was just one of those things where I read it back. It's like, I was just really fucking angry, and I didn't actually help anything. In fact, there are actually some response articles here and there on the Internet. But the thing is, I, re- I look back, it was one of those things where – uh, to, to make it a little lighthearted, um, you ever just have those moments in your life where things get so bad and you take a canvas of it and all you can hear is like Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. The, the low points. Like, it's like you're just sitting there looking at it and you're just you're like, I'm just looking at my computer screen, looking at all the stuff, all the stuff people had said about me, and it's like, this is as bad as it's got. Yeah. And the thing was, the moment I knew I couldn't go back to it, the moment I knew I wasn't going to be able to go back to it was like the moment, the downfall where I knew it was like I had to start 
building myself back up. Sadly, was when my like great grandmother passed, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten, I've, I've posted things I didn't feel real good about later. I mean, I, I you know, sometimes you're just not. I don't know. So, I mean, this this sort of world that we live in, where where like you can get your thoughts out to hundreds of or thousands of people, sometimes you know we're not used to that. I think as a as a people, as a society, and we're still creating rules around how to do that and what to hold people accounted for, yeah, accountable and, for. And as a young person, I think you're also de- you think that these adults have a handle on the world and they really know something, and that there's certain rules or. The concepts, things that you understand that are going on about the way the world works, and you try to pinpoint a solution for it, and it's completely ham-fisted, and there isn't really any way to just announce what some group or category of people should be doing with their time, since it's such a different, very degree, you know, who's involved in, in that group. Yeah, the thing was... Um all my friends from college, all the main ones that I like stuck to over the years, um, they pretty much all at one point sat me down. I was like, look, we told you what to do. We told you how to fix it. So, you know, you can get out of this. It's just going to not be, it's not going to be a quick fix, but it's going to be something you can do. We gave you the way out. So just, Take your way out of this. And, like, we haven't left you on this. A lot of people haven't left you. You haven't gone that far. Like, I mean, granted, I can't go on Twitter anymore because all my accounts, you know, got suspended when I started to lean into all the bullshit I did, which kind of leads to why I started to leave. Now was I looked at the site and I looked at the kind of people that were writing for the site now and it was like I can I can look at the owner of the site and be like, all right, I know you, I know you well enough to know that this is how you are, and I understand that you are who you are. To give you an idea who the, how the owner of the site is, he's a um, army vet tech bro. Okay, like that just to give you an idea. Um, he's not a I wouldn't call him a bad person. But he is someone that you can understand. Like, you're going to, this is why you piss people off. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, and the thing is, I couldn't really, you know, do that. I saw the people who were writing for the site now that sounded a lot like me when I was writing in my heyday for the site. And I was like, I created this. I, I am why these people are writing this, like, really, fucked up things like i I actually cause yeah i mean you let yourself hook off the hook a little bit it's uh i mean those those type of ugly opinions are around because people want to hear them and have them confirmed you know oh you're breaking up i don't hear you right now hold on you got to repeat yourself you 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 went out I, i said i do at least admit that this was kind of my fault Sure, sure. I mean, you engaged in some shitty stuff, but I mean, I did too. I've I've done all kinds of regrettable behavior in my life, um, but it's whether or not you continue, or if you're if you're open to change, you're going to eventually, you know, stay. It's easier to stay on the right path the more that you're open and more self aware, and and you know, not closed off and so stridently sure that you know everything about everything, and your ugly opinion is the right one. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, like the thing was the final nail 
I think this is kind of a weird thing. The final nail that made me know that I couldn't keep writing this kind of stuff, especially for the site, um, was when I was uh, with my dad taking care of my nieces. And my nieces asked me what I did for a living, and I kind of skirted around my actual day job because my actual day job is really shitty. Um, And I talked about my writing and stuff I wrote, and it's like, and I kept saying more, like, I couldn't, no, I just couldn't. So it was just things. But yeah, I pretty much just gave up on writing and on that, and I'm trying to move things. Now to the second point I want to make. Uh, can I talk shit about cops? Yeah, we Absolutely. love that. Yeah, we love that. All right. This is where it gets fun. Because I'm sorry about the things getting like really like emotional and all like uh, Lincoln Parkish. Um, here's where things get fun. No, we, pe- people like the weed waffle calls. All right, here's where things get fun. Uh, I live in East Lansing, Michigan. For those of you who do not know where that is, uh, obviously Michigan is north of Ohio, where they are. Where they, the lovely hosts of the show are. Um, Thank you for calling us lovely. Now. What? I fucking love you guys' show. It's, it's, I listen to you while I'm at work. Okay, I'm just going to give away what my day job is. I'm a dishwasher, so I need something to listen to. So it's either your show or Chapo. So... Our show works real well in the dish tank, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of uh, hours you can log listening as well. Especially because the odds yeah, are high your show they're going like, to talk about a dishwasher. Show or, it's your show or fucking Chapo, and Chapo's wonderful. The problem is, is that some of the stuff they say on Chapo is like, is like so funny that I have to like bite my tongue to not look like a psychopath in the tank yelling about how funny somebody, especially Felix. Fuck, I want to say, Felix, if you're listening to this, you you made everyone at my job one night think I was having a conniption fit with some shit you were saying about Fortnite, you fucking asshole. But anyway... He's a funny uh, guy. (laughs) Anyway, back to the point about the cops. Uh, I live in East Lansing. Now, in East Lansing, within its city limits, there are technically three different PDs that go through there. There's obviously East Lansing Police Department... Technically, Meridian PD goes through certain parts, but Meridian PD is more for, like, an Okemos. Um, Okemos is just, yeah. Okemos is just the land of, like, uh, rich white kids who get away with just psychopathy and rape. It's fucking nutty. Um, like, if you want a perfect example of what Okemos is like, I don't know if you ever saw it. There's a video on... Um, on um, YouTube of some some white dudes doing a cover of Boys in the Hood by NWA. Oh, dear. No, yeah. I haven't seen that. I, I've heard a million different versions of that, and I'm sure it's wonderful. Somebody did a cover of it on on YouTube, and it's just a bunch of just, like, preppy white dudes, and it's just them doing a cover of this fuck... Basically, what I'm saying is that's a good way to... Na- a good analogy of Okemos. Um, in East Lansing, there, there's them, and then there's MSUPD. MSUPD 
is a special type of hell because MSUPD is the specific police department of Michigan State University. For those of you who have never out there who are not fully familiar with Michigan State University, they are the college that gave the world um, Draymond Green, uh, Magic Johnson, Kirk Cousins. Uh, oh. uh, very successful uh, uh, college football wise in the sixties because they were uh, trying to think of some other people. Andre Risen, Andre Risen, yes, that Andre Risen. Um, trying to think of some other people. Uh, either way, you get the point. They're they're a Big Ten team, so whatever we play. OSU, which they did uh, last Saturday. You fucked us up, just saying. You went down, brother. Like, you literally left us on the field, and and I could have swore I heard somebody, one of the players yell, your mother ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> a random tidbit is uh, Michigan State won some titles in the 50s and 60s because they, uh, they would uh, go into the South and recruit young black men before the SEC teams were integrated. So they they, oh, yeah, totally. they got a bunch of talent that, that couldn't play locally because they wouldn't, yeah. Also, yes, I'm going to say this out loud. Yes, I'm aware of the Nassar situation. Nassar is going to prison. He's, like, there's nothing, like, like, Okay, actually, I want to make a quick uh, uh, point about Nassar. A uh, buddy of mine just got out of prison. He, when he was getting sentenced a few years ago, he got sentenced around the time in Michigan court when he got put in a cell with Nassar, and Nassar freaked out and thought he was going to kill him. The ju- and the you know guy came and said, "What are you doing here? He's not supposed to be with anybody." He's like. Oh, I, I didn't know. So they just put me in here. They're like, all right, we're putting you in the woman's cell. We're, we can't leave you with fucking Nassar. Um, you know. <laughs> like, true story. He, he told me about this. Um, but anyway, going back to why I hate MSUPD. I hate MSUPD because they are a special type of incompetent. Because they are like, imagine... Imagine if, like, the guys from Super Troopers were given, like, were given, like, were given, like, uh, Secret Service tier weaponry. Yeah, they, they give those to a lot of campuses. Your they, campus police? You're stra- they're strapped up like that? Those are okay, you have police. to understand something very... Okay, Josh, I'm assuming that was your voice I heard on here. Josh, that was you? Uh, yeah. That's Josh. Okay. Uh, you have to understand why MSU manages to allocate the money for this kind of stuff. There are so many wealthy students, especially international students. So when they say international students, there are some even dignitaries. Because I remember one of my friends a few years ago when I was hanging out just dicking around, she was the uh, daughter of a Chinese diplomat. They allocate that money by saying hey, we need to protect people because we might be stopping an international situation. Uh-huh. So they... Okay, which one of you here... Any of you, three of you, play um, uh, Call of Duty? Any of you? In the past, uh, not not recently, no. 
but I'm aware of the general okay. concept. Wait, wait, Josh, you did mention, did you say you were in the Air Force? Uh, yes, unhappy Veterans Day okay, to you all. This is, this, is, this is where I'm going to blow your mind. Some of the weapons they use are some of the, weapon, are some of the tier weapons that they give Air Force secu- uh, base security. That's kind of absurd for some kids. Exactly! Fucking exactly! We all can agree that giving a police force in the middle of Michigan on a fucking college campus these weapons is... Ugh. You know how bad they are? You know how bad all the fucking cops in this place are? Um, they're not even... Okay, this is the thing. MSU is one of those colleges where there's always riots where there used to be a lot of riot. Yeah, and we one have of the that, running yeah. jokes. Yeah, we have one of the running one of the running jokes in East Lansing is uh jokes about burning couches because every time some shit goes down, somebody burns the couch. Somebody burns a fucking couch. And the only reason they don't do it in like the middle of like downtown East Lansing anymore is because downtown East Lansing got like heavily gentrified. So like Everything around downtown East Lansing is um, is like a bunch of like condos, expensive condos. Plus, ELPD is like in the middle of downtown East Lansing. So, so, so if some shit goes down, there's already like heavy police presence in that area already. So, ain't no shit getting burned in the middle of town, the town square. Uh, but with MSUPD. The problem is they can't carry riot gear anymore. They cannot carry riot gear anymore okay. because w- the last time some shit went down, which was, um, I remember it was when, it was the last year Draymond played here. Um, when Draymond here, we won a game. Basically, shit was starting to go now, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the purge. It was more like, you know, dumb white kids throwing cans and jumping around and fighting and shit like that. You know, something that you could easily break up with, like, you know, cops on horseback, basically. And, like, so... I mean, I guess that's, is that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where, so what, what, what have they done with the weapons? They, have they done anything with the weapons so far? Oh, they stopped being allowed to use them because when the shit went down, a bunch of them just uh, geared up, went into like downtown East Lansing and just started pepper spraying the fuck out of people. I, I'm honestly shocked that the response to that was to not let them do it again. I don't know. I just would have guessed. I just would have guessed that some old people would have been like, "Well, those those young hoodlums, they should not have uh, caused a disturbance." It was white kids. It was white kids. They kept pepper spraying white kids, and that's why they got taken away because they literally pulled. Because they literally showed up in the middle of the shit, and all that would have been missing was would have been like uh, MOP's ante up play. Because they just got out and just started like clotheslining people with the fucking baton. (laughs) And pepper spraying people. It was like, and I know it's because my job is in the middle of downtown East Lansing. So I'm looking out the window while we're trying to close up for the night. And it's like, 
I'm just like seeing the cops just like straight up just. I, I was waiting for one of them to drop kick the motherfuckers. It was like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we, they do the same thing here. We've had a few. Um, usually, a couch gets if a couch gets set on fire, horses go through the crowd and they get out those big ass cans of pepper spray that have like a big handle on it where they can just like fog everybody. They haven't they they haven't done it this year, but uh, when's the last time they did that? Uh, I think. I think they whipped out the pepper spray four years ago now when oh, okay. uh, uh, the football team won the title. Oh. I think I think High Street I think High Street got hit. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, and and it's just and that's a now I'm going to get to the story of why I personally hate them. So there's a parking tower on on in East Lansing on Grand River on the side of where MSU is. Me and two other friends parked over there. We got out. We were talking. We see a cop coming up the, up the ramp with, like, the dog. All right, so you're clearly guarding this place. All right, cool beans. We start walking out. We see two cops at the end. So we just sort of dip off, and we take the door out of the building rather than walk to the entrance. Now, we are walking, and I won't, I won't try to lay out the geography of the place, because I don't know how many listeners here are from East Lansing or from the area, yeah. so it's not going to make much of a difference. We get to a street down the road. I'm not even bullshitting. We get on the street like five... MSU PD trucks. So keep in mind, MSUP, unlike like ELPD that drives like a a normal cop car, like an Explorer. Like these motherfuckers drive like 2005 Explorer uh, Suburbans. Oh, nice! With like big the big grill. Like on they the drive front. those big, huh? With like the big the big uh, guard on the front, the huge steel ramming shit. Yes. Fucking yes. And they drive up with five of those things. So I'm like, I'm looking at one of my friends, the one I know is like, probably has drugs. And I'm like, and I look at him like, nigga, if you got drugs, I'm snitching you out right now. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but I'm just giving it a look like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but like, I don't know what happened. So anyway, I just stand still because I have never, I've never been in this sort of situation about two minutes, two seconds later, one cop gets out. Okay, which one of you said you watch wrestling? I watch wrestling. All right. Remember, you know that move <clears throat> with that, the 619 that Ray Mysterio does? Yep. Love it. The cop did that to me. To you? He did that to me first. Like he, they were. That's they, the fuck. They were on your, they were yes. like casing, they were out to get you? Okay, there was all three of us. They kicked me first. They put the other two on the ground. The first one kicked me straight in the fucking head. Damn. From like around a corner or something? Or like swinging off a light pole? <laughs> no, he got, no, it was like a single motion. He got out the car and just... <laughs> just the John claude Van Damme spin getting, getting the yeah. elevation. 
booted you right in the head. Yeah, it was literally, it was literally first let me hop out the motherfucking, out the motherfucking Porsche. Bam! <laughs> Just, ah! I was on the ground like, I hate everything right now. And of course, while I'm on the ground, I'm yelling, I'm saying to myself, I said out loud, you're about to eat shit. So did they charge you with so something? They start, well, the thing was, they thought we were breaking the cars. This is where it gets, oh. this is where the story goes completely bullshit. Because now, they didn't even cuff us, but now they're like searching all of us and everything. But with me, I guess because I'm technically the biggest out of all of us, not the tallest, just I look like if some shit goes down, I'm like the muscle. So they are on my ass the most. Um, yeah, they had the to neutralize me, the threat. Yeah, I'm on. They're on me. I'm not resisting. This is this is where things get out of hand. I know they're searching me, but at one point I start to feel something poking me in the leg, and then I feel something poking me in my ass. And I look back, and I clearly see that this cop has his gun pointed in my ass. What? Really? Okay, I knew it wasn't a taser because I've held a taser pistol. I've held yeah. one of those, so I know it's bulky. So if something like that's your ass, you're going to feel like what basically feels like somebody oh trying to stick a remote in your ass. When someone tries to <laughs> stick a gun in your ass, you know someone's trying to stick a gun in your ass. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's now, fucked up. Like, what, were, are they, what are they saying? Yeah. Get to get on the fucking ground? Don't move? Yes, like, and then, man, he's got the gun in my ass, and he's like, and he's like, I couldn't make out fully what he said because my head still hurt from getting kicked in the fucking head, and he said something, 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 uh, insert N-word here. Um, What? I'm like, I hate, so I'm just like, I hate everything. I hate everything right now. I'm just laying there like, like if I gotta go to jail tonight, I'm gonna be. This is I don't know who I'm gonna call. And somebody, I'm thinking to myself, wait, couldn't you just call mobs? Like no, 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 no. If I have to call mom, number one, I can't call mom because she's going to make a scene. Number two, mom is going to have to leave her her uh, her purse in the car because she has a six hour forty five in that bitch. So. Yeah, I, uh, I there was a guy I worked with in Texas that got pulled over, and he came in the next day, and he had a boot print on his neck, Jesus. like where they had like stood on his neck for, after pulling them over. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Uh, like, and they pulled me up, they pulled up my bag, and they're going through my medications are in there, so they're going through, and my name's clearly on them. So I'm like, and they're like, so who's Howard Smith? Raise his hand. And they're like, can I see some ID? Can I pull it out slowly? <laughs> and they're there, like, there might be fentanyl like, in that wallet. You want to proceed <laughs> carefully. Don't want to get some some deadly opioids on your fingertips. And you want to know the fucked up part was? I He clearly fucked up my glasses. Not broke, just fucked up uh, the way I couldn't wear them the rest of the night. That sucks ass. God damn. So now I'm I'm 
proving them that these are my medications and everything. So I'm like, and they're like, sorry, we got we were proving things were, uh, we had a rash of break-ins and we were just uh, checking up on things. And I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just standing there like, I think I, I think I taste pennies. Yeah, I mean, you got checked on for sure. They checked on you. Kicked you in the head. That's how you check on somebody. You kick them in the head and see where that goes. <laughs> see where this takes us. Oh, they, didn't, they didn't get kicked in the head like a guilty person would. Yeah, yeah. They kicked you in the head like somebody who was investigating. Well, keep in mind, this was like all three people who got stopped by the cops. All three of us are black men, so that should tell you where the fuck this is going. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, sure, yeah. For sure. Just, <laughs> I'm, the thing was... The, the, the final point I want to make is, you ever been, you, what makes me mad is, I never wanted to be the person who watched themselves get kicked in the face. But that was me literally that night. I literally watched myself get kicked in the face. I saw the car pull up, stop, slow down, and the door open, and the cop get out. Get on one foot, twist, it, raise his foot, and get me square in the side of my head. And all I'm thinking of while I'm getting hit in the head is, while I'm about to go down is just, all around me are familiar faces. <laughs> and, ah! Like, every, I hate everything right now. Like, I have become what I hate. Everything. You should. This, you, is, this is my life now. You should have showed him your article about dating interracially and see if that <laughs> changed the treatment. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, and I'm and and I said and when they finally left me alone, I was like, I just being a smart ass to him, be like, so can someone explain to me how y'all managed to trick trick uh, Michigan State into giving y'all like on like base security tier weapons he's like i don't know what you're talking about you have grenade launchers yeah. i know you have grenade launchers responded to some break-ins in an m1 abrams tank <laughs> like you have a fucking you have grenade launchers you have at least three Man, that's like, fucked up, dude. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We got to get to the rest of these calls. Uh, as always, that was a good Weed Waffles call. All right. One love. Good night. Peace. Worn out places. Worn out places. He really buried the lead. Mad I world. I can't believe. I don't know. If a cop tried to shove a gun up my bum, it like I... I would have gotten to that. He buried the lead, I think. Well, I mean, it. You didn't think I didn't know how far it was going to go, right? Sure. You never know. You never know with we, wee waffles. Yeah, we, we waffles will. We waffles will tiptoe right up to the edge and yeah. sometimes cross it, and then sometimes cross back over though by apologizing. So that's the weed waffles experience, you know. Absolutely. Let's get some more calls. We got to. Yeah, we, we got to tear through fire these calls. Through these. Everybody's trying to get in everybody's hot and heavy they're like they're not gonna be doing shows for three weeks in a row i gotta call call it now thanks for calling street fire radio who are we talking to uh hello howdy uh this is hank from detroit of the uh jimmy johns and campus nazi story 
What's up, Hank? How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I called in uh, to complain, uh, not about the show, obviously, love the show, but, uh, you know, uh, they say if you don't vote, you can't complain. Well, I did vote, and I do want to complain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's perfect. Right. You're yeah. allowed to, apparently. You get to go and stop everybody at the water cooler and say, I don't know what you're the fuck you're talking about, but I want to complain. Yeah. You're going to do this at parties now, too. That's what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, I haven't voted since 2010, so I thought I'd step in here and complain real quick. Feels real nice to be able to, like, legally or whatever, so I'm going to do it. Jane, you at one point mentioned on one of my Facebook screeds that I did not vote, so I couldn't complain. I wanted you to know I'm back in the game. (laughs) I voted. It's complaining time. I, I do vote. I do vote, like, whenever I'm able to, you know, if I think it's important enough. Like, I don't vote on every, like, school board election. And, I, you know, I even held my nose and voted Democrat most of the time. Uh, I did, too. But there, there's, okay, okay. You, you're, you're, so you're just as uh, guilty as me if they end up being terrible like they are. Well, yeah, I did this time, be. but I won't do it again. I will never. I mean, like, look, they told me this was the most important election of our lifetime. So I was like, all right, you got me there. I'm going to go ahead and vote. But the next one can't be as important, right? Like the right. next election, this it. one At was the most level, important. Less important. Yeah. Yeah. So I was even more excited, like our ballot issues, because I wanted legal weed. Nice. I want to end gerrymandering and i want same day voter registration so what and did y'all the get there factual so uh the so weed's going to be legal uh if you're 21 and older um the stores aren't going to be set up till at least next year but well, we will be spending a lot of time we will be doing a lot of Michigan shows starting next year yeah sometime. you gotta keep now now you have you have no excuse now uh well, so other than we can't good. find a venue. <laughs> uh, the Majestic will do it. That's where Chapo had their show. Oh, well, well, if Chapo had their show there, then we might need something a little smaller. Okay. Uh, the Magic Stick, which is next door and above a bowling alley. Okay, that sounds <laughs> more uh, Street Fight size. I mean, the that, name, that's, The that's Magic where I, Stick. That's where all, I go to all my punk shows. Nice. So that's us. that sounds it. Okay, that's street fight. I'll look that one up. Right. We'll work on it. So what all else right, did you want? What, so let me ask: Did y'all end gerrymandering up there? Oh yeah, yeah. That passed with flying colors. I mean, it's, uh, you know, our state senate could always uh, try and amend it. Oh, they uh, will. But I don't. Well, they did that. We had a ba- we were going to have a ballot issue about the minimum wage to get it up to I think twelve dollars. Because right now it's stuck at 10, right? Better in Ohio, and but yeah. They, they said, uh, well, the Senate took it up so that they can amend it now. So now instead of 12, they're probably going to say, oh, well, it'll be 11 eventually. Yeah, they, they just They that. do not want us to raise that minimum wage. Well, no, they anything don't. Anything resembling, like, a reasonable one. They're like, we will raise it, but we ain't gonna give you what you asked for. <laughs> you want twelve? Right. How about well, eleven? It's like, <laughs> right. It's like, well, we need like fifteen, and we're asking for twelve, and we're gonna get a lot. Like, it's just nonsense. But the, another thing, I do. So I live uh, in Detroit for school purposes, but I vote in a suburb, St. Clair Shores. 
and they had a ballot issue to make it so you could be 21 and run for city office. Cool. Right? And that that went down in flames. Like what? I don't that Yeah, that really pissed me off because in Michigan you can be 21 and run for state office, like state house, state senate, but in my uh town of like 60,000 people you got to uh, be 25 to be a city councilman. Well, I, I can explain that for you. They don't want you guys using the whole city budget on avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Of course. You know, they, we need them to waste it on uh, boondoggles for whoever donated the most to the campaign or. They don't want you to bring in yeah. Lil Uzi Vert to sing the national anthem at your inauguration. The, the fire department's got no water. They, they spent all the money on the, the Snapchats and the... And the oh, my and God. The, and the dual pods. I'm, I'm sure that's how it went. Yeah. That was the debate. You're going to set up a fire festival. <laughs> turn it. The they just turn this goddamn city into Coachella. We don't need that. Recently. I mean, it would put us on the map. People would know who we are instead of, oh, yeah, that suburb that's just north of Detroit. See, I like that's why you're not going to be able to get elected. You can't say, you know, this city might be better if it was Coachella. <laughs> that's not well, something you, the olds are going to vote for. That's I guess it's true. Our biggest business is like is just resale outlets as people flee the city. (laughs) So you know they they, so it's like it can't get worse. I don't know. I'm with you. Might not get better, but Brett, let's run for uh, governor and turn Ohio into Coachella. (laughs) It'll work. All right, (laughs) people love that shit year long. I'd knock. I I set foot in Ohio to knock on doors for you. Yeah. Yeah, Which we'll is do not we're, something I'm I want to do, but turn the entire state into Coachella, twenty four hours a day, seven days a, a week. That's how we'll be living. Sounds like something we can try, you know. Nice. I've never been to Coachella. Well, I, I went to Woodstock ninety nine. I don't think that's the example you want to set. Probably, yeah. I want fewer assaults and less arson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Oh, look, you, now the anti-arson lobby's you, Fewer assaults, here. yes. I don't, I don't know how I feel about limiting arson. I know. Somebody from Michigan, when the they, home of Devil's well, Night, yelling at us about arson. Well, huh? de- I've Devil's Night, like, I was, right, I was kind of disappointed this year. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's real people that are affected by that. But it's like, you know, uh, people on Twitter, on Michigan Twitter, are like, oh, Devil's Night. And I'm like... There's no, it's, it's not the nineties anymore, guys. Like really, there's not that many abandoned buildings left to burn down. So they all got to, yeah. Did you, I, I tweeted this this week, Brett, and I don't think you know this. So over on Ohio state campus, there is a, a, a mixed use condo development <laughs> called Lux L U X E bell b e l l e and in the lobby they have a taco bell cantina that <laughs> serves alcohol <laughs> nice <laughs> lux bell so so at least you i mean stopping gerrymandering and getting free or, or i said free weed <laughs> it's like damn y'all voted for free oh, that's, weed. yeah that's <laughs> 
that's the proposal that's going to be up two years from now. <laughs> yeah, smart. Sure. Yeah, but y- right. y- y'all did good up there. We're, I definitely want to get up there when you legalize. My wife already said, you know, do you think they'll have it by like next summer? Then we could do like a trip up to Mackinac Island and oh, maybe high it's as Mackinac. Hell. Mackinac, Mackinac. You're going to be, gonna be marked as a, as a, an outsider if you say Mackinac. Yeah, I'm but. starting. Mackinac's funner. I'm starting to get more. Uh, I, I just mentioned that this week I, to the wife. I was like, okay, I'm more open to vacation vacations now, like a cruise, uh, 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 Hilton Head, something like that. Because now I'm not panicking, thinking I'm going to die having never seen this country. <laughs> you know, like right. I'm going to see the whole thing now. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm like, yeah, Mackinac is great. You got to get some of that fudge, get some of that uh, biking in, see the you know the wonderful nature. Get probably shit face drunk. And, I'm sure too. That's like kind of the place, sure. right? Uh, don't step in any horse shit while you're there, though, because that's uh, they have no cars. Don't tell all me horse what to and do. buggies. Yeah, Josh loves horse shit. Now you got him feeling all bad about himself. <laughs> Kink shaming. Oh here. darn. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks. Well, I, have, I have one. Oh, go uh, ahead. I, I've just so one last. Thing. So I'm a DSA guy, right? And there was a a DSA candidate that ran in Ann Arbor, and he was running as an independent, right? Because the Democrat was linking to Infowars. Talking about uh, why we have uh, so many abortions because we let too many immigrants in the country. The Democrat? And this is the Democrat. Yeah. And he won by like a landslide out in Ann Arbor, which just blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, the Democrats, uh, the Randy G-Dub tweet is the real thing. And it's the Democrats are going to take a hard look at themselves and decide that they have to be more racist. (laughs) It's the number one tweet ever. The Alex Alex Jones Democrat, I didn't think that was a a demographic that existed. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I think lizard people did 9-11, you know? Yeah, that's probably, I mean, they're, you know what the Democrat thing is? And I'm, I'm cribbing, I I heard this on pod, pod damn America. And, uh, this is just something that they said. They said the Mueller thing is the Democrats like QAnon is their like big thing. Like it's going to take everybody down this fucking Mueller. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's what it is. No, I, I mean, I was at the playground and I had someone that said, like, I'm just melting down over this Jeff Sessions firing. <laughs> Our fucking country's on fire right now. I can't even concentrate. I'm like, um, for Jeff Sessions? Yeah, we're like, we're here at the playground doing the same shit we do every day. <laughs> we'll go home and make the same damn dinner. He's going to fire Mueller, like, dude. Saves your pity for some deserving people. I mean, come on. <laughs> the, the libs, they just like anybody. That, their whole politics is not Trump. Like, we just, I hate this big red, this Cheeto. We don't need to do anything good. We just need to do not him. I mean, it's been their thing I for mean, years. But, yeah, they just, they like anybody who's against Trump. Even if it's an elvish, like, racist person, they are like, I was explaining to my wife about him, how he was like, how he said, like, you know, I tried to get into KKK. I was really digging those guys. They were really cool, but they're gross because they smoke weed. Yeah. That that was his hand right. with oh, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's well, the, they, the only story you have to tell people, though, normal people, and they'll be like, "Oh, I fuck Jeff Sessions. Who cares?" You know. Of course. Well, you know, when you're a socialist, you got a lot of love in your heart for the people that need it, but you got to have a lot of hate for the people that deserve it too. <laughs> true. And, uh, so true. That's a good model. Right, you should well, take that to the DSA. <laughs> that model. I'm, I'm going to take that when I run for mayor. Yeah. <laughs> As a socialist, I love a lot of people, but there are people that I hate. And then just have a list of the people that you hate yeah. that people can come and add <laughs> to. My enemies list, but it's not like Richard Nixon's. It's going to be public. Yeah, I do like. I think you should run, and I think you should turn the neighborhood you grew up into in into Coachella. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> all right, thanks for all calling right, in, right. Hank. Yep. Night. Have a good night, you guys. Yeah, peace out. Next call. Peace. Next call. Next. We missed it, dude. We missed it. We missed Tenacious D. Yeah, we did. We couldn't come up with $400 to see Tenacious D. The D, as they call him. I've seen him live once already, so I'm not, like, dying, but I wish I could have gone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this me? That's you. You're you're you. Only you can answer that question, really. Hey, uh, what's going on? This is uh, Tom. Uh, I'm in the Facebook group uh, from New Jersey. I called in a couple weeks ago about the artisanal cheese shop. Hell yeah. We oh, love yeah. yeah. Getting fired from there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you got going on now? Um, what's going on? Well, well, exactly right now, I'm, uh, I, I just took a little bit of Kratom and I'm watching the first Cloverfield movie. Oh, that movie rules. Um, <laughs> Have you seen it yet? I love that movie. Yeah, I've seen it like three times already, but That's like I, I fucking love it. it. It just went on Netflix, so like I was just like, hell yeah! While I was waiting on the phone, I was like, I'm gonna watch that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, um, now that I know that it's on there, I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> it's a good one. I yeah, love when they no, pull it's away. Super cool. The way that they pull away and the way that they just let you fill it all in in your head. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Do they show yeah, the monster yeah, yeah. though? No, I, that, yeah, they do. Briefly. Okay. At yeah. the end. Oh, briefly. No, so I get to see him at the end, and you get to see all these crazy. There's parasites that live on the monster, which are like these little fucking bugs that gobble you up. Okay. So there's there's yeah. a lot of build up. I'll check out Cloverfield on on uh, yeah. Tom's recommendation, not on yours. Just saying, <laughs> nicer to the listeners. <laughs> so what's up, man? Uh, so I kind of, so in, in, in regards to, um, a few threads I've, I've seen on the Facebook group, uh, I kind of want to talk about firefighters. Okay. Um, I so like them. I, for the, the record, I'm pro firefighter uh, currently, unless you talk okay. me out of it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I don't know if this is just a suburban thing or like if there's a difference between like suburban and like more urban firefighters or like whatever, but, uh, I don't know. Like, so the thing, my opinion personally is that um, I don't know. The job itself is extremely necessary, but it tends to attract a lot of fucking bashy people. True. And like, it, it's like it, it's like almost like uh, uh, dudes who like who are either like on the road to become cops or like are just like too like quote-unquote, cowardly to actually become cops. You don't think like, that maybe they're the people that, like, 
have cop tendencies, but are like, I can't be a cop because they're fascist. Like, I, that's what I always no. felt like with the firemans. No, I mean, I think it's a little self-righteous. The pe- the ones that I've known, the dads, the da- fire firemen dads that I've been around, <laughs> they all think they're like, well, I mean, I save people lives. Yeah, you know? I like, mean, I well, do go ahead first into danger. That's something I do. Full sure. disclosure, my father-in-law yeah. that I argued with a couple weeks ago was a firefighter for years. Okay! Okay! <laughs> right, right. Now you got some skin in the game. <laughs> Alright, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I kind of have, like, a strong opinion about it, just because, so, my, my uncle is, he's a volunteer, so I live in the suburbs of, of, so I'm in New Jersey, and I live in the suburbs of New York, and, uh, so my uncle is a firefighter and like just seeing all the shit that he would post on Facebook, it's like extremely reactionary. And, um, so I don't know, like a lot of the kids, like I went to high school with who became firefighters, like they're all like, they're all like chuds and like, they all like have these, the worst politics, but like the job that they do, I mean, they're not paid for. It's all volunteer around here. Mm-hmm. Um, is extremely necessary. It's just like the fact that the people have it, it, it attracts because they're kind of in this whole first responder culture. Yeah, is 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 the people they attract are just like extremely like uh, like fashy. Well, and it's kind of they. It's kind of a thing built. It's kind of like a patriarchal type thing where. We have the the idiots online that flame out because they can't be heroes and they can't live up to any sort of manly status. Yeah. But like, if you go and become a firefighter, then you're officially like doing some manly, manly man shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I I have to say I just thought of another real bad Republican great grandpa that it was a firefighter as well. Right. I think that that first responder. I mean. Look, they're on the T-shirts too. They 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 add a red line to those yeah. American flags yeah. now. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they do. Yeah, I guess like being like, it is like a tough job. It's like a tough person job. I I think you know. I mean, most of it's making chili all day. Right. Sure, <laughs> but I mean, and lifting weights. <laughs> when it is tough, it is a tough person yes, it job. Is. Yes, right, it is. like those. Yes. I'm not trying to yeah. like glorify anybody, but those 9/11 guys did get killed in that thing. Like a lot of them went in there, and like that building collapsed yeah. on them. Yeah, you know. Well, but, and that's. And that's the thing, that's the thing, like, especially since I'm in the suburbs of New York City, like, that, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, 9-11 remember kind of shit, like, around here. Like, there's, my, my uncle, he named his daughter after this guy who got, uh, who got killed during, you know, who, who, fighting, like, not fighting, but, like, you know, got killed, like, trying to save people in 9-11 who was a firefighter who came from out here into the city to, you know, all to, to, you know, firefight during that whole situation. Right. But like in this whole area, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of people who know like firefighters that, that died during that whole operation. And it makes, and like, it sucks that they, that that happened to them. And like that attack whole thing was, was, was a tragedy. But like at the same time, like, it informs their politics in the wrong way, yeah, right. and it leads like them to become it. Rudy it leads them to like you know, hate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, for, because you know, 
some people ran into that building and, uh, you know, we have a terrorism problem in this country. We need to just own up to it. You know, they're the first people <laughs> that are saying, like, America needs to admit it's got a t- terrorism problem. Right. And and there is also that thing of, like, the contempt that they have. I feel the same contempt that police have for the people that they, like, save or whatever. Like, where it's like, it was just yeah. some dumb fucking idiot. You know, poor person put a heater on top of a blanket because they didn't pay their electric bill. You know what I mean? Like, they'll tell you these, like, really fucked up stories about the fire, and they'll have this, like, disdain for the people that they save. I, I really think that macho attitude is... That is the issue there, right? Like, the the first responder thing, like, we let, we accept a, a sort of macho, tough guy posturing from them that we don't allow anywhere else because I think we think that's necessary to, to do these things when it's really like, you know, it's, it's hurting. It may be, okay, cool. You're, you're stopping fires, but your rhetoric and your memes and your politics are hurting everybody. And it's the same thing with the police. Yeah. It's like, even if you go in to be a cop so you can stop people from doing child abuse, you're still like yeah. doing horrible shit. And like, it, like that macho attitude of the police is like what killed Eric Garner, you know, put the, yeah, put a yeah, guy exactly. in a chokehold because I can. You know, there's a guy in Columbus. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a Columbus cop that actually told a guy, I could put you in a chokehold right now if I wanted to. I could choke you out. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe, I, 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 you know, this is like political correctness gone mad. And it's a nightmare for any Republican to hear me say this. But we do sort of need to, like, kind of de macho the first responder culture same with the army you know what i mean we just that shit we just let them get away with so much stuff because we assume that's their thing you know we we assume that so that that's uh that's why i think it happens i i I really i admire somebody that's willing to go and do the work but i also i do recognize that that you know we have a real we have a well, real pop problem with that shit. Well, and the thing about it too, and I'm I'm actually reading this really great book called The Will to Change by Bell Hooks, and it explains that men are only allowed to express themselves in violence. Really, is the only acceptable emotion that we're way that we're allowed to express emotions. And so these people are in the most macho things, and so when it comes to their politics, it's just like fucking genocide anybody that doesn't get with the program. You yeah, know, yeah. like when that's the macho attitude to most things. Uh, and that's what, you know, comes with that territory. That's it. Well, I, you know, thanks thanks for the call. I, I'd like to hear from other people on the firefighter thing. Cause, yeah, I know. The ones I yeah, know are yeah, bad. I, I, I mean, I met some decent ones. Started. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're definitely – I'm interested in yeah, having no, a conversation. I, yeah, no, I wanted to, like, start it – because, I mean, like, that's the thing about, like, it, you know, when you, when you talk about cops, it's kind of like – the job itself, like most of it, is is you know maintaining the status quo and and all that and um but and it also and, and you know it, it's problematic in itself but it also attracts like these like you know really also problematic people whereas firefighters they kind of it, the job itself is a very necessary thing but it also attracts those same type of people who are attracted to fire to 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 being police officers. Yeah, why can't so, it attract why can't like why why does the job have I okay, look. 
the job is about stopping fires and about saving people, but yes. the job could also yes. be about caring about those people that you save. Like it doesn't just have to be right. about stopping and, and stopping the fire. Like, oh, I go there and stop the fire. Fuck the people, you know. I get yeah. them out of the house. I set them down, and that's it, you know. Like, and that's what I feel like that macho sort of attitude is. Is like I can only go do the violent part of this, which is fighting the fire and rescuing the people. Then I feel great. I feel like a hero, but it's like, what about like, yeah, there, there's like other, you would want there to be other aspects of this job. You well, would want to think, but you would it's want to like coming up on somebody that hit their head, that fell down and hit their head and shit like that. Right. You but know, you would want them. You would want them to care about the people that they're saving, like to feel affection for the people that they're saving. I feel as though you would. And I job. feel like that doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would love to talk about that some more. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no. If, if oh shit, sorry. I thought he was over with. I dropped him. I don't hate firefighters though. I think no, I know. I, I, I mean, but it is. He's right. Like there are a lot of people who are like. But I know. I mean, I also know nurses that are like that too, where you just see some really fucked up parts of society when you're dealing with people in those because that's who has to go to the hospital. People in fucked up situations, you know, people not at their best time. Yeah. 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 And so it just built up this like crust on your body or, you know, on your mind where you just think people are all fucking gross. Yeah. Or the people that like, like, uh, work for the foods, like for, uh, for like getting food stamps to people, the Department yeah. of Agriculture and stuff, you'll always hear like, my friend knows somebody that works there, and they say that people are always coming in there and faking and shit. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know shit about anything, and your friend's an idiot, and they shouldn't be doing the job. Yeah. They shouldn't work there. They should be somewhere else if right. they don't give a shit about those people. This is my... Th- th- I don't know. I don't know shit, but the way I've always thought about it was like, the firefighters save lives and police officers take lives. Like the, the first police officers were like Nelson Rockefeller needed someone to like, when his employees were like, Hey, can we work less than eight, eight days a week? He's like, all right, I need someone to beat the shit out of these people. Right. But then (laughs) like firefighters were like, you know, this is on fire. It's gotta be put out. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's advocating to abolish the fire department. You no, I mean? no, that's true. It is a different institution, but it does involve a lot of really dumbass shit. Right. I, dumb, I, dumb I definitely agree as far as like uh, attracting macho, macho types. All right. Let's see who's on the phone here next. We got some calls to get to. I hope this doesn't drop again because we're about to run out of money again. Thanks for what? calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, it's Elizabeth. Oh, What's up, yay. Elizabeth? Hey, is Milo there or can you ask Milo a question for us? Uh, yes. What's up? Are they... Uh, so, <laughs> we asked this on the basement show that hasn't released yet, but me and Brett are curious of whether Jehovah's Witnesses are allowed to go to a winter celebration as long as it's not Christmas or Hanukkah or anything. It's just straight up where, hey, we're having a time here because it's the winter time. Uh, let me check real quick. Okay. Hey, Milo. <laughs> Are Jehovah's Witnesses allowed to go to, like, winter celebrations? Like, it's not Christmas, it's not Hanukkah, it's just, like, winter. That, that was a good recap. All right. They're uh, coming. 
Okay, good. This is this this is important to us. We thought we might have found a workaround for the schools. You know, because like when you were when I went to school, the Jehovah's Witnesses kids used to have to go stand in the hallway and I always felt sort of bad for them. I was like, well, we could just call this like Winterfest, you well, know, but the winter we, party. We weren't allowed to have Halloween. In Hi, school. It's Milo. Milo is so we need to know if you're when you were in if you were in school, right? And they were like on, mm-hmm. on the last day of school before winter vacation. If they were like, we're having uh-huh. a winter party, would you be allowed to do that? Well, technically, yeah. Okay. It's not associated with, like, any Christmas stuff. Of course, if, like, some Jehovah's Kids parents were, like, mine, they would still kind of see through it and say, uh, no, that's pretty much Christmas. Are you trying to sit? Are you, do you want to die? That's that, that's not fair. I mean, that's we're all trying here, but that's like one of those things where it's like we're trying to include everybody, still fails. Yeah, I can't get everybody in there. <laughs> Thank you for can't, answering yeah. that. Can't please everyone. <laughs> it's fine. No problem. It's Brian. Well, uh, what's going on, Elizabeth? Um. Well, so back uh back on the firefighter thing for a second. Um, I saw this tweet one time that was like, you know, there's a reason that no one has a has made a song called "Fuck the Fire Department," right? You know, it's like, well, that's true. You know, I, I feel very similarly to how the last caller did. Um, but we also have to look at like the racist practices of like different fire departments, um, like because there has been a history of like fire departments just not. Going to black parts of town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, We're hiring just, black firefighters. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know a ton about it, um, but you know, just thought throw that in there. Yeah. yeah thanks for yeah. Um, thanks for that. Tree fire is always good to, uh, for reminding us the really bad stuff about things. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we did the weed. Oh yes! Wow, they did the weed. What kind? Um. Oh, you know the weed. I I have no idea. Okay, uh, you just hit some weed. One hitter. How how was yeah. it? How did you like the weed, Elizabeth? I'm going to fire up my weed just in in celebration. Mine's sitting in front of me. I might it, hit it. It ruled. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I get it. <laughs> what did you end up doing? I, the first time I I'm sorry, um, the first time I smoked weed. I ate a whole box of fudge sickles and I did it to the point where my tooth scraped against my uh, upper lip and it was swollen like to three times in <laughs> <its> size. <laughs> God, I love fudge sickles. Fudge sickles are so fucking good. God. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so we just uh, hung out. We tried to watch the thing. Um, didn't really. Uh, because, you know, we were high, so it took, like, 10 minutes to get through 30 seconds. Okay, yeah. Um, I got freaked out at one point. Yeah, like at the blood um, testing part? No, 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 no. I, I've seen the movie before. Um, but, no, 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 uh, this was, like, something else. This was actually before we even started watching. Oh, oh. I got freaked out for, like, a minute, because I thought my cat teleported. <laughs> Dude, like, t- like he was in the bedroom and like I 
like, you know, I was high, so um, I thought he was disappointed enough to smoke <laughs> weed. <laughs> yeah, your cat went to I dare. I going, going into the bedroom, and so I was like, hey, it's okay if you want to sleep in here, if you don't want to hang out with us, I'm really sorry. And then, like, all of a sudden, he was like, I'm sure he just walked through my legs, but, like, he was just behind me. <laughs> and I thought he teleported, and it really freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good freak out, though. It's better than the other ones that people have sometimes. I, it, it sounds like you had a good getting high experience. I just saw I, – I, I, I'm going to read this thing this person – on Nextdoor posted um, recently, I, I got this in a in one of my chats. Somebody sent it to me, and this person said, "I'm thinking about taking a walk. No, would it be weird if I went and took a walk around my neighborhood? I'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt, and I just want to know if it would be weird." And then it said, "Edit. Sorry, I got a little paranoid when I got stoned last night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem weird. You can go out there if you want. Yeah, I actually yeah, took, it was I, like- I had a moment today where I was folding socks and all of a sudden I had two pair of the same unique socks. Like socks that there only I only ever had one and there was two pair of them. And I felt like I was in a horror movie when like shit starts getting you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> first indication that shit's about to go wrong. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that I have, they're so similar and they've never been at the same, it's in the same place at the same time was what got me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll get you. That's, we it's don't do up. that to you. I tell you what, my heart is broken. Yeah. <laughs> this narcotic destroying yeah, your mind. It is. Just, our caller just smoked their very first marijuana cigarette. You think you're going to smoke again, Elizabeth? <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, have you drank? Yeah, is this I, like your first like thing? Period. Yeah, um, you know, just I don't really have an interest in drinking, it just because of like some family stuff and like, you know, just also it just doesn't seem that appealing. It's like, gross. It's that. you see people who drink and you're just like that doesn't that doesn't look fun at all to me. I'm the same way. I don't, I just don't even have interest in it. I, I wish I did. I wish I could like fit in with people and sit down and grab a beer, but I just, I, I don't like it at I all. I got to stick up for the drunks in the house and say it can be done right. And at a young age, it's done very wrong and done a lot. It will do a lot of damage, but goddamn, there is nothing like nothing cures the blues like motherfucking alcohol, dude. <laughs> nothing can turn like you start drinking some booze and you'll just start like swinging your hips and dancing with the lamp and shit. You can make your own fucking fun out of nowhere. Yeah, alcohol because weed does not help with the blues. No, weed doesn't change your mood. I was telling to my my uh, drug dealer, I was like, man, one thing I know about weed is that it is not like a crutch for my for my mood. Because if I'm depressed as fuck and smoke some weed, I'll just be extra depressed as fuck. I'll be like supercharged depressed as fuck. <laughs> it does. It just yeah. supercharges whatever your feelings are yeah. at that moment. Right, right. Isn't that a Dave Chappelle bit? Yeah. I don't know. You he, accuse me of stealing jokes? Yeah, no, not, not that. Just First the, Weed Waffles says, if I ever need to listen to something and not laugh, I, li- I, uh, 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 I listen to you guys. Because if I listen to Chapo, I laugh too hard. And now this. That, I didn't, you're not ripping it off. That's, I think that's a bit of his <laughs> where he like, you know, like I can't, I smoke, you know, if I get high with a white guy, you know, he's just like, 
Gosh, you know, me and my dad, we don't really get along. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make you, yeah. I right. get introspective when I get high. I was just complaining to my wife about my parents the other day, and she was just like, you know, you got to let it go. And I was like, you know what? You're exactly right. I have got to let it go. And guess what? I fucking can't. <laughs> I made it this far and I still haven't. Yeah. I just keep thinking because now, now, like all of my like animosity toward them. And I mean, you know, if, if there's family stuff from drinking, you probably might have the same experience, Elizabeth, is that like all my animosity towards them, I try to say like they're different people. It's been 20 years since I was 19, you know, when they kicked me out of the house. Yeah. They're just, but I can't, I just can't. I'm like, you know, I guess having a kid myself has got me being like, if I can do it, you should have been able to do it. No, but you got to forgive me. You forgive everybody else that you stick up for on this show. You got to forgive them for being one of the same fallible people that we talk about on the fucking show. And you, they just happen to be your fucking parent. Yeah, I know. I should forgive them. It's impossible. You can forgive them, but that doesn't mean you have to, like, fucking like them. Like, no, you don't have to say it's okay, give it a stamp of approval. It just gets me, rid of like, the anger. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, you did this thing. You you know, you fucked up some stuff, like, in a huge major way. Um, and I don't really want, like, much to do with you, you know? And, like, it's like, okay, that's, that's just how it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's life. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I well, need to. I actually, I mean, I, we're, I'm gonna do. Some, I want to do some uh, some fucking uh, personal development shit next week because I was also yelling at somebody else this week that sent me this like fucking five paragraph thing about how they didn't know what to do with their life and how their parents want them to do this and expect them and this or that. And I said, I just sent like two sentences that said, "Do everything you want to do. Everyone that doesn't like it." Get rid of them. Whoever sticks around, that's your new family. That's, that's life. That that's is life. That's actually the most perfect. That's how I've lived my life. And Brett is part of the family. That So I know Brett lives by that rule, too. Me and Brett are the two most like, I don't care. I, I don't care if we have the same blood in us or the same DNA. I'm not going to put up with your shit. Right. I have people that I like to be around, and I'm going to choose them 100% of the time. Yeah, the people that help you be happy, all that help you be happy and help you achieve what you want to want to do hell yes yeah for sure so uh, uh so um, the grade on weed on a one to five star s- uh, scale like in wrestling what what do you rate weed um i wouldn't give it a uh, um either a 420 <laughs> uh, <laughs> 4.2 4.2 that's a good score that's yeah, a good score it could be harder it doesn't get any harder no, yeah, you're, you probably experienced oh. the highest you're ever going to... Well, I don't know about that, because I've yeah. been in some situations even in the past year. <laughs> they were like, oh, maybe I'm the highest I'll ever be. Yeah, I would say dabbing also um, will clear your fucking brain out and make you see stars. Now you just got to try psychedelics. I that that's like a smoking term. Yeah, now you got to try psychedelics. That's the next big step. You got to do weed. And I let me tell you right now, I know you're excited about weed right now. And you're just like, you know what? I got to get these edibles because that's the right way to do it. You know, that's what everybody thinks. Don't do that. You know, cut your teeth on the real thing, on the smoking and the breathing it in because those edibles. They're a different thing. They're like another 
different drug. Treat it as carefully as you did the, <laughs> yeah. the other stuff because that's what gets people. Edibles that's what more, freaks people out. Yeah, edibles are more akin to like LSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe there should I, be I, a I law. I actually believe there should be a law when weed gets legalized that you have to smoke it 100 times before you can start fucking with edibles. <laughs> <laughs> like a punch card from yeah. a, a verified and approved user. Yeah. yeah. You, you can vape it. I don't care. Just the instant you need it to hit you instantly the first bunch of times you do it so you know what you can handle, then eat it. Yeah, and then you'll find out that this shit does stuff you never even thought (laughs) (laughs) um i have uh, one one quick observation on weed and then i have something else sure um so you know at first i was like no i'm not high i'm actually just like you know it's just placebo i just think i'm high and then it was like oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah your brain has to learn how to use weed and and your brain probably wasn't doing it right right away a lot of people i mean you're kind of lucky because a lot of people the first time they do weed don't get high like i've known a lot of people and then like i read some science behind it and shit and weed and cocaine are these two things that when people do them they like they're just like they don't know what they're supposed to feel like so they just don't feel like anything yeah and your you body's know? never processed it before next time it's ready next time it wants way more yeah next time it'll be like let's smoke more of that did you keep trying to do more or did you just stick with the the one hitter um i mean the one one hitter was all we had like out but i mean you know, smart. i definitely did a few it's smart it's um you are smart as hell you just you did weed the perfect way the first time i gotta tell you oh no I just went to the smoke shop and was like, hi, uh, what do I need for tobacco? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're like, I mean, like, this is what I would want my daughter to do. This is how I want my daughter to do weed. That's probably going to tell her. You know how, like, parents do those promise dances and those weird dances? I'm just going to set her down and be like, honey, here's a one-hitter. The first time you do marijuana, just do the one hitter. Just hit it a couple times and put it away. Don't do blunts like anybody you see on Instagram doing. Those kids live in California where it's a completely different lifestyle. <laughs> just take one toke of a one hitter and you'll and say I'm cool. Just say yeah. I'm cool there. Say no, I'm cool. No, I'm cool. People respect that. Yeah. That should be like the job of a weed dad. Yeah. It's still such an awkward <laughs> situation because my daughter does not want to hear about weed at 14. Well, so. I, I had a friend that his mom sat him down at 14 and smoked weed. With I ain't him. doing that. I'm she not did, that mom. I know, but she did was one of, I mean, different times. You, she yeah, would, that's so lame. You can't get caught on Snapchat these days doing that. Like nowadays, the kid would start be like, oh, shit, I'm on weed on Instagram Live. Yeah. But um, no, so she was like, she said something along the lines of, well, other kids in school are going to do this or whatever, so you should just do it with me first and get used to it so you know what's up. Dude. But he's like a successful lawyer living out in California right now. Dude, kind of I, jelly of his life. This is the thing about his mom. It was self, all selfish reasons. Oh, it was. Because the thing is, she's just like, wouldn't it be funny if I got high with no, my she's son? No, she's bored. She's fucking bored. She's <laughs> like... I want to get high with like, will you get high with me, dude? I'm so bored. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I'm like, man, we could all sit in a bed and watch a movie, me, Katie, and the kid, and just fucking watch a movie and goof off with some weed. But it's like, no. she is 14. Her brain is still developed. Hey, you waited till you were 
I mean, it's just the most beautiful thing in the world. You should write a book on doing weed, Elizabeth. You did it <laughs> the way that any parent. You should write a book called uh, "I Did Weed the Right Way." <laughs> yeah, doing weed, doing weed the right way. Have your arms crossed so on the, the cover. cover is like me with crossed arms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. You waited. I mean, like, I want my daughter to wait till she's like 18 or 19. Now her school is telling her that her brain keeps developing until she's 35. So she should wait until she's 35. I think in the 20s, though, I, I would believe into the 20s that your brain isn't formed yet for sure. I don't think 21-year-olds' brains are that formed. I think they're fine for weed. You know, they can do weed. You can handle weed. You can handle I mean, weed at 14, to tell you the truth. Weed is a 14-year-old drug. <laughs> I mean, all the people I know that did it are not are doing just fine now. Yeah. Like I said, one of them is a successful lawyer. More than one is a I'm successful like the, lawyer. I'm like the worst-off person you know, and I started when I was 12. So right. we're doing okay out here. Well, Elizabeth, we got to get to these other callers. I want to thank you for calling. And uh, doing weed the exact right way. That's the most beautiful thing I've heard in a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, no problem. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Perfect. I wanna... That's perfection, Brett. That is like... Doing weed the right way. Yeah. that. If I had to write a book for parents, like a Dr. Spock sort of thing... Dr. Spock. Did he write... No. Remember Dr. Spock's book of... No. You didn't know that? I Back in it, there's a baby book called Dr. Spock's Baby Book. He's a baby doctor. Dr. Just, Spock is a baby doctor. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there's also You're another Dr. Spock. No, this is a different Dr. Spock. I don't like the other Dr. Spock. I hate that Dr. Not, Spock. Like this one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that we one. We come from France? Well, I like the one in the new movies. Let's try to get a couple more calls in before this uh, time runs out, because we're about okay, to run yeah, out of time. I don't think oh, we're wow. going to get all the calls tonight. Yeah. Packed. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, is this me? Yup. Yes. Hello? What's oh, up? Hey. Uh, what's up? So, uh, uh, my name's Bob. Uh, I'm from St. Louis. Uh, I, I've listened to you guys for a long time, and I've never talked to you. Um you know, I've never called in. I get real nervous and that kind of shit. Uh, but uh, I'll try and keep it short. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love you guys. You guys have, like, pushed me, like, very radically. You know, like, I listen to uh, Chapo and everything and, like, a lot of other stuff. And, you know, uh, I'm a security guard who just drives around for, like, eight hours a day. So I just listen to propaganda for eight hours a day. <laughs> nice. And, uh, One of our and, troops. Uh, I mean, you got it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, uh, funny that you say that, because uh, I'm actually uh, calling, um, and, like, I have a bunch of stuff that I want to talk to you guys about eventually, and, like, I'll try and call in more, uh, but today, uh, it being Veterans Day, or at least it was. Um, tomorrow. Veteran, People are off uh, work tomorrow for it in Columbus. Everything's closed. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, I'm actually, like, a submarine veteran, uh, and I wanted to... Kind of, yeah, uh, we can talk about that later, but uh, I, I ran into some mental health issues towards the end of my uh, contract kind of deal. Broken brain and, buddies. Uh, right. And, uh, I just, yeah, and I just kind of want to talk about uh, that experience as far as, like, that culture. Because, uh, you know, uh, yeah. something a little bit different on the show. Yeah, uh, we haven't heard I any. I, we, you're the first Submariner we've had on the show. Yeah, um, so essentially baseline, um, the 
Um, and it, it, it's kind of hard to talk about because the, the culture in submarines is very, like, masculine. There's a lot of pride in it because it's such, like, a small group of people. Um, so if you if you have any kind of, like, mental issue at all, uh, you are completely, like, ostracized. Like, any pride that you had uh, in that job or, like, anybody that you consider, like, friends or whatever, like, you are completely cut off from the family. Um, That's harsh. If you... Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad because we would uh, the kind of boat that I was on. You would go out for you know a couple months at a time and then come back in. You know, it's a, a missile submarine, and uh, you would you'd go out for a couple months and come in. You know, and you'd build this like really good camaraderie with uh, all these people. You know, and I got lucky because I was on a pretty diverse boat, so I get to hear a lot of uh, different stories about uh, you know, like people coming up in hard times, and cool. that kind of deal, and you know, ethnicity. It really, uh, you know, taught me to look at things like a different way, right? And a lot of people don't have that experience, but you know, well, no. I got lucky in that sense. And there, yeah, I have heard somebody that actually said they were a lot more like right wing gung ho, and then when they actually did it, they recognized the humanity of every person on Earth and wanted to rebuke it. So, yeah, I've, I mean, there's a lot of stories. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it can, it can transform some people you know one way or the other pretty radically it's just kind of you know dependent on the culture that you kind of get put in um but um yeah so uh long story short short uh essentially uh i had a hiatal hernia in my stomach uh that hurt very badly it felt like a heart attack kind of deal uh i went to uh the doctor on the submarine uh he like uh essentially gave me a prostate exam to test my fecal matter for uh, blood, uh, which came out negative, and then he uh, uh, pretty much gave me Pepto-Bezmol and told me to suck it up, right? Uh, and uh, I didn't eat for, you know, a couple days, and, uh, you know, because the pain was so bad, and it was really fucking with me, like, mentally, right? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm trapped however far underneath the water with uh, a bunch of people who aren't taking me seriously as far as, like, this medical issue. Yeah. So I was like, okay. You know, whatever, that's fine. You know, I'll work through it, get it dealt with whenever we pull in. And uh, at this point, I only had like six months left in the Navy, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of like shit or get off the pot as far as this uh, medical shit goes, uh, getting it taken care of. Um, so, you know, I go to the doctor, and I tell them all my symptoms and everything, and they start asking me about anxiety uh, because, you know, that can affect heartburn and everything. And, you know, I'm honest with them. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, sometimes I have anxiety, especially after this started happening. Um, so he sends me to mental health, um, and, uh, huh. so, so I deal, I deal with this chicken mental health, right? But initially, whenever I go in, there's like a, um, so the mental health therapist is an officer, and then she sends me to this enlisted guy who's like a, uh, corpsman, like a psych tech, I guess, whatever that is, and, uh, like a dude who has like no training outside of like, three or four weeks of, you know, like, Corman school for this. And uh, he's, like, asking me all these questions, and I'm talking to him, and he's, like, uh, subletting, like, he's, like, undermining all the things that I'm telling him. He's, like, you know, you just need to, like, get out more and, like, that kind of deal. And I'm, like, no, dude, like, I get out quite a bit. Like, you know, I was, like, working out and everything at the time, and uh, these things were hindering me from doing that. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a... Uh, I don't do anything, and now I'm sad about it, need to do stuff. It's like I, I do things, and my sadness is keeping me from doing things. And uh, which a lot of people, uh, 
you know, don't really understand or either or don't give a shit about, I guess. Um, and so uh, I go, I, I go through all that, right? And I, I finally get to talk to her, and she pretty much gives me the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get the help that I need uh, from you. Uh, you know, I'll just deal with it, right? And so, so I, I go forward, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to deal with this. And then uh, my chief, like a week later, comes to me with a, with a note uh, from the therapist, or from, well, it was from the cop, who's like the highest enlisted guy on the boat. And uh, he's like, hey, man, um, you, you have to go talk to this therapist. And I'm like, well, no, like, dude, she's not for me, right? Like, yeah. therapy, like, it's a pretty subjective thing. This isn't my therapist, right? He's like, well, if you don't go... Uh, then we're going to uh, send you to captain's mast and try and essentially give you a dishonorable discharge. Real, real, real uh, quick, hey. you're not. They don't yeah. have a head shrinker on the sub, right? You're not underwater talking to these people, right? Like this happened at some other time. Correct. Yeah. So okay. yeah, we uh, we essentially have two crews, and uh, one crew will take out the boat, and the other one will stay in the office and like prep things for the underway. Uh, so I'm I'm at the point where I'm still in port, and the other crew is out to sea. Um, or I think at this point we had the boat, but we were doing all the maintenance on it uh, before we took it out. And uh, so there, uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I guess I'm going to go talk to this lady, right? And uh, the whole time uh, I'm talking to her, uh, you know, like I'm I'm just talking to her like I would a therapist. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to do anything and she keeps asking me these questions like you know are you trying to get out of the underway and the whole time that i have these people uh on the boat like high-ranking people coming and asking me like hey man are you okay uh you're going underway with us right you know what i mean like that was the main concern this is just like are you ready for launch right right and it's like if i if i miss the underway then essentially i'm uh exiled from submarining like that's how it goes right yeah yeah, and uh so, so my buddy, my buddy texts me, uh, a, you know, like a week or two before the underway, and he's like, "Hey, man, um, I just heard Chief talking. Like, you're not going underway." And uh, you know, like part of me, I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," uh, you know, because I don't want to go underway. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it makes like my I'm life willing easier. to do it. Right, like I'm willing to do it, right? And I guess, like, I kind of knew how bad it was going to be as far as like the way that I was going to be perceived. Um, by the command, uh, but it was, uh, like, exponentially worse than I thought it would be. Um, to, like, the point to where, like, uh, they told me that I was getting off the boat, but I didn't understand why, and I thought that it was, like, because of my stomach issues, right? Like, nobody told me at all that it was a mental health issue. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, so I get, I get taken off the boat, and, uh, you know, I go to the therapist, and I'm in, like, this holding area where they, uh, uh, essentially just have you clean a building for eight hours and then they send you home and it's uh shitty or whatever you know um Sounds you're, you're just kind of like yeah well you're you're with these people that essentially have been ostracized by the community and you just being around with these people uh really uh you know annihilates uh i guess your standing right which it, uh shouldn't be important but like whenever uh, yeah. you're being lauded it yeah. I, now you're part of the uh, crowd. Now you're you're with you, like they put you with people who have been ostracized, which makes you ostracized, and it makes you look 
you can't move up then I, at that point. I was a complete leper. Like right. I got the shit talking. I was gone, you know, like once a week I was gone all day and it was, you know, like they're oh fucking Josh, he's gone again. Oh, I guess we just don't go to work to it's like I I wished I was dead. I kept fantasizing about jumping off a you know what I mean? And it's like they don't it doesn't matter. The pressure yeah. is overwhelming to like, dude, can you just be cool? Like they want it to go right. away. They want you to pretend it doesn't exist. Which is really right, fucked exactly. up if you consider what you're working on and what you're dealing with. Yeah, like what your job is. They want you to, well, you know. Right. And like uh, me specifically, right? Like I was in navigation. I worked, uh, I was an electronics technician in navigation. That was like my thing. Um, so it's like, you know, I was working on like a lot of high voltage gear, but we owned uh, pretty much everything that wasn't in the reactor or that wasn't in the engine room that was electric, we owned it, you know, give give or take a few things. Um, but pretty much all the low-voltage gear on the boat we owned. So we That's were just getting cool. back with, like... It's so crazy that you were well, on a submarine. Did. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it no, seems it, so cool. It's fun. Yeah, uh, well, you think, but, like, my LPO uh, on a sidebar, he was nuts, right? Like, he was, like... Imagine, like, the boss that makes all the money, but, like, you, you know how much he makes, but he's still, like, gung-ho... <laughs> and, like, trying to get you to do things. But there's no promise of, like, a raise or, like, any reward for any hard work that you do. Yeah. But he still wants you to, like, bust your ass like there is. Oh, yeah. And so we would wind up 16 or 18-hour days sometimes just doing maintenance because uh, we would be waiting on the ability to do maintenance because a lot of our equipment would be down. And then uh, instead of being like, okay, go home, come back whenever the equipment's up, uh, they would just have you, like, clean the boat for eight hours. Jesus. And then eventually you would be, yeah, and then they would just call you randomly and be like, hey, man, you're going to go fucking do maintenance now. And then you would do maintenance for like six T- hours. Two hours of work, and, ten uh, hours a day. Fix the screen door, right? right? <laughs> fix the screen yeah. door on the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but, uh, I thought that was the Polish yeah, military. No, so no, it's not. Uh, it's the dumb military. Uh, Bill Clinton's no, submarines defunded that military you did that so bad. They, well, why did Sorry. Bill Clinton put screen doors on submarines, <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I just As soon as I hear submarine, I start thinking of screen doors. No. Yeah. Um, so, so we're in this hold unit. And uh, essentially, like, the guy is sending a lot of us who are qualified, right, so we have our warfare insignia. He's sending us home early, right, and, like, the reason, you know, the people that he knows why they're there, okay? And uh, so I'm getting sent home early all the day, which I'm married, so I'm like, hell yeah, dude, like, send me the fuck home. Like, I'm ready to go. So, so I go, you know, um, so they find me. Um, so I'm talking to the guy, one of the guys who lets everybody home, uh, go home early. And, uh, essentially what he was doing and what the common practice was that I didn't realize is that he would, uh, essentially send all the people that weren't there for mental health reasons home at noon and then keep everybody else that was there for mental health reasons there until five o'clock. Um, to do what? And, uh, uh to do nothing just to be there. Essentially, oh, man, like clean the building, just right? Because they got something that you can't yeah. really see. They got it. They got an issue that you can't. You can't. It's not like a cast well, yeah. on their head. You're not part. Of, you're not part of the brotherhood anymore. Like exactly. you're still part of the brotherhood. You're not part of it. So fuck you, right? <laughs> like you, you can, you can clean. You can sit here because apparently that's all you want to do, um, right? Like that's their mentality about it, right? Um, 
Yeah, so the boat pulls back in. I had this one guy, and uh, I'm hesitant to mention his name just because it's a small community, and I'm sure it'll get back to him. But his name's uh, Michael Spurlin. Okay, he's a he's a chief uh, that was on the boat that I was on, and uh, whenever the boat pulled back in, this dude was harassing the fuck out of me. Um, he was like almost like the Trump guy, where like he's saying the shit that everybody like you know wants to say kind of deal. But uh, you know, a lot of people had better sense to say it, but he didn't. You know, right, right, and. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he's just harassing me all the time, like, giving me shit, saying that I tapped, uh, saying that, uh, you know, just uh, calling me, like, a weak person and everything. And uh, essentially, on my on my checkouts of the boat, uh, you know, I told everybody, and they didn't give a shit. And, uh, you know, uh, I that, that's essentially the abridged version that I can give you guys. You know, I don't want right. to hold you up. Uh, but, yeah, the whole... The whole uh, the, and and the, the time, because we had four or five people on our boat that were going through the same thing and going through mental health to the point where the shrink actually came down to the boat and talked to the command about it. And okay. uh, the command the, the command said that they were going to, you know, open up and be more, like, accepting of it, uh, you know, on the face. But whenever it came to actual one-on-one interactions with people, uh, the, the culture hadn't, I guess, picked up yet. Right. It was still um, intimidated out of you. Right. Um but yeah, um, I'm going to try and call in more of you guys. I'm actually uh, at work right now. I'm like doing overtime so that I can talk to you guys. Uh, so I'm getting paid to do it, which is awesome. That's um, dope. But, uh, yeah, I know. Like I'm, I'm trying to eat up this clock as much as I fucking can, uh, you know, because they're taking money from me. So, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, so I'm uh, in St. Louis, like I said. I'm actually on the Illinois side of St. Louis. Um I'm I'm not on social media a lot, but I do want to like throw my Twitter out there just so if there are people in the area that are like into radical politics because I am, but I don't have a group. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. Uh, so if they want to like hit me up and get together, it's a uh, Fiskerdo on Twitter, which is a uh, F I S K R D O O. And uh, yeah, uh, like DM me. Um, I'm really bad at the social media thing, but uh, I'm gonna try and do it. Um, right. But yeah, like DM me if you're in the area, and like hopefully we can like talk about radical politics. Shoot me, I have shoot, dope. shoot me a DM at uh, username Joshua. We can talk about how the uh, radiation uh, ruined our brains. Oh, sweet man! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Peace out. Um, yeah, Where's, later. Where'd Brian go? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Pee. I'm sorry. It's full of pee. Let's get this last call. All right, folks, we got one call left, so if we don't pick you up, you're not it. Yeah. I know a bunch of you jumped back into the chat, but we're over three hours. We don't want to be that way, really. We don't We don't like hanging up on people, but we also don't want to do a four-hour podcast. Yeah, it's kind of – it feels like when you're doing a call center job and there's like a queue, and when the queue stays this full, it just gets real stressful. But uh, let's take our <laughs> We're just stressed. Going. We're completely stressed right now. It's a lot of emotional labor we're doing. Uh, let's see who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, uh, this is Carter out in L.A. How are you guys? Great. How are you? I, you know, I'm keeping on. It's burning. Uh, you're, you're, living in, bummer. you're living in a place that's burning, so... You're probably not yeah. as good as we are. Just 40 no, degrees yeah, it's, it's not great right now. Um, it's, yeah, it's been a dark fucking week, honestly. Like, everything bad has happened in California in one fucking week. Um, and it's been real fucking difficult to live with. Uh, 
but like the most immediate thing obviously is the fires and just like just knowing that like the people who are fighting off the fires right now are like people who are incarcerated getting paid like two dollars a day or just getting paid fucking nothing um who like are risking their lives and could fucking die um to save mostly millionaires houses right now is just like it's making my blood boil um yeah like the the areas that are burning right now around me are like all these areas where, like, really, really rich people live. It's, like, Calabasas and Malibu and these places where, like, Drake lives, where fucking Kim Kardashian lives. My fucking boss had a house in Malibu. Um, all the fucking just, like, multi-millionaires' houses are burning right now, and the people who are trying to save them are fucking incarcerated people. Like, like just the sheer absurdity of that, the sheer fucking, like, disgustingness of that, that like the people who have to put their lives on the line to protect these homes are incarcerated people. Like it just boggles my mind. Like so much of what's happened this past week has just like broken my like spirit in, in a lot of ways. And like, I hate to be melodramatic, but it's just been such a fucking rough week. Cause it's like the same area that got hit with that shooting this week where that veteran shot up that bar and told people died that area is on fire right now. Like it immediately happened like a couple days after they fucking had all those people get killed where the fire happened. It's, it's just, yeah, that's fucking all sad. at once. Yeah. That is a shit. It's, storm. it's that like, yeah, like, like this week we had the chance to enact rent control in California and fucking get a real chance to stop just hemorrhaging people onto the street. And just stop fucking letting people, like, get forced out where they can't afford their rent anymore. And they fucking have to live in their cars and live in tents and all this shit. And it happens all up and down the fucking state. And people didn't vote for it. People wouldn't fucking go for that. They couldn't stand to just fucking allow that to happen. And we're we're letting... And so, like, people are going to be out on the streets. And there's going to be more fires. I, I feel like the fires are going to be even worse next year than they are this year. Cause this is worse than it was last year already. Um, and it's just going to keep getting fucking worse. And it's just like, it just hit me that like, this is it. We're in the shit. Like climate change is here. Like we're facing it now. I like, I feel like this is the first time where I feel like I'm kind of experiencing what people in like Houston and Florida and Puerto Rico have been through where like, we're just watching everything burn and everything just go to the ground right now. And like, we've got to start figuring out how to be prepared for this. And we've just got to be ready for this. Like this next year, all I want to do is like start preparing mutual aid shit. So that next time when the fires are this bad, like we're just not caught unaware. And I'm sorry to fucking ramble like this, but it's just like everything just happened all at once. And it's been so fucking dark and so fucking bad. I I hope the fucking Kardashians' house burns down. I'll tell you why. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. That's the thing. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. Because my boss has a house in Malibu, right? My boss has a house in Malibu. She knew the fires were burning in Malibu on Friday. I was like, I pray to God my my boss's house is burning down right now. All I want to hear is that my boss lost his fucking house. Turns out my boss sold his house two weeks ago. 
He sold it to a fucking vineyard. So the house burned down, but he doesn't give a shit. It didn't fucking affect him. That Damn, that's great. Down. That's great. And it was like this part. close. It was this close to my boss losing his house. And it would have been like a beautiful thing. I would have been so happy. That's why he's the boss. I mean, like, yes, exactly. There are, there are islands in the Pacific that have already disappeared. Yes, I know. They, they had to evacuate. They're like, gone. You know, and, 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 exactly. and the, the, Places the like the low lying places in Southeast Asia that are getting just absolutely demolished. Like these are the people that are contributing the least to it, and they're the ones that are getting exactly. hit first. And you know, like we're kind of in the um, quote unquote like the United Snakes of America. You know, if some if some wealthy American capitalist pig dog yada yada yada. Like if one of those people are actually like affected by it in a really public unavoidable way, then I don't know. Maybe that would kind of you know, bring the yeah. issue home to people or something like yeah, we're really mi- I don't know. We're, we're missing I, hope so. I think that I, I ended up I don't do much Facebook's politics arguing anymore but I did because of the vote shaming this year and one thing I, I snapped back at people is like those those folks that are interested in like Democrats or even like California progressive ideas when it comes to climate change is like we're just not even having they're not even having a conversation that no, they're that, not. That is they're not like at all. They're facing not head on what's happening, you know, and how we can react. No, to they're it, not. You know, and like there's no infrastructure in place. There's nothing ready for the amount of devastation that's coming. And there's like, a lot of people that want to ignore it. This yeah. amount of exactly this amount of fire, this amount of destruction that's happening right now. It feels like it's only the beginning of the doom. Like. It just, this is the first time where, like, climate change has really just felt like it's come home to roost and, like, I'm living it. And it's making it real in a way where it's never been real to me before, to be honest. Like, well, I yeah. can read about it. I can, like, watch the videos and all that shit. I can know in the abstract that it's bad. And, like, there's been really bad wildfires here in California, but, like, nothing like this. And, and it's just, like, like, all we can do is fucking prepare. All we can do is try to be ready to fucking help the people we can help and, like, try to help each other survive. Because it's, it's just, we're at the point where we're just going to have to help figure out how to relocate half of the human population from, like, huge chunks of Africa, from huge chunks of India. And, like, we're at this point where our choice is either, like, helping relocate people or just letting people die. And, and yeah. it's that real and it's that fucking intense. Yeah. And we've got to fucking like make the decision now to do better. And fucking voting isn't going to do it. Fucking waiting for the Democrats isn't going to fucking do it. And yeah. I'm sorry to be so fucking bleak and to be so like pessimistic, but like we have to do shit now. We have to fucking organize now because we're all going to die otherwise. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'll, and like that's anyway, just how it feels here at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I understand, man. It, it's it's rough, and uh, thanks for calling in and sharing. You know what's going on down there. It's yeah, uh, I, I, it's like it's something I say, that like, we all have to. It's I mean, been good to listen to the show. Uh huh. It's been good to listen to this episode because, like, hearing from Elizabeth was nice. Hearing from Weed Waffles was nice. It's good to get some perspective that not everything's on fire all the fucking time. Right. But like, it's real hard not to just be stressed out here, right now understandable it seems like it i i would i would be nervous for sure it's like like it's literally five miles from my apartment right now like 
my I've been like listening to my kitten wheeze all weekend because the smoke has been affecting him and everything. Like, it's just bad. There's just no getting around it that it's just fucking bad. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because like people can kind of just go about their lives and like act like everything's normal in like pockets of LA, but at the end of the day, like it's just put a like damper on everything. Right. It's very it's, like blanket. It does seem like shit is just happening there normally, uh, but there is a fire. Like it from here, it doesn't seem that crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went to the mall today too. Yeah, like I like I went to the mall and it was fucking packed and I couldn't find parking. That means so I left. That's kind so of many people were at the mall. If the mall's on fire, you, there's probably if it's not on fire, then you can probably find a good deal in there. Yeah. Well, I that, mean, that, that kind of seems like the deal. That just seems like. It just seems like that's what goes on, you know. We've we've so like conditioned ourselves to just keep living our life, no yeah, matter what wanna, is happening. We don't want to fuck there. with that. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's not right in yeah. my front yard, I don't have to deal with it, and I can just Let's get some do my normal exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Well, thanks for calling yeah. in, and uh, yeah, guys, thank solidarity. You really yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank shit. you very much. Alright, have a good night, guys. Talk us out, Brett. Thank you for listening yeah. to Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. You're listening to us live on WCRSFM, the best community radio that there is, 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. We're on the Pacifica Radio Network, and you can find more of what we do on Patreon. It's a place where you support artists and things that you like. You can give us some money over on patreon.com slash Radio. You can also donate to wcrsfm.org for allowing us to grow what we've done uh, out of their little studio here. Um, well, did you have something to say, Josh? Well, I just wanted to make it clear that I uh, am not trying to incite anyone to oh, actually... Oh, hey, come on, don't apologize now. Right, no, I uh, um, clearly I don't want anyone to burn the Kardashians' house down. No, no. I'm not in trying to incite anyone oh, to do that. I am just suggesting that, you know, maybe if a famous reality TV star uh, publicly had their life ruined because of global climate change, then maybe that might uh, force it uh, into all of our consciousness, she tried perhaps to, a bit more than it is right now. She tried to tell Trump, Trump about prison. She really did. She, she did had a binder. That. So. She did do that. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Street Fight Radio. Head to streetfightradio.com for more. Good night. Bye, video people. Hold on, I want to hear. I want them to get this sound to play. I think it'll be chill if we can get it every time to do this. Damn it! It usually says. It used to say the show has now ended. Thank you. Goodbye. So I just did that instead. I could do that if you want. Peace out. Just